Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Each week we discuss a chapter from the series with all of our knowledge of the world of Harry Potter. Be warned that this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. I'm Robin. And I'm Bayana. We're really excited to go through these chapters and discuss all of our thoughts and feelings about the book. Today we are discussing Chapter 9 of Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, Grim Defeat. Okay. Yay! Read the next okay. Um, <laughs> sorry. I, I was doing it. I just had to get uh, I know. get and feel. I know. Listen. Okay. You're good. You're good. <clears throat> we want this podcast to be interactive and want to know your thoughts. So please feel free to tweet along with us. Use the hashtag Wither Team on Twitter to follow along. Um, and you can also, you know, message us on Facebook and whatever. But the conversation is happening on Twitter. Uh, have you ever wondered what it would be like to be black at Hogwarts? Do you no. want to write about it? Oh, really? No? That sucks. <laughs> um, for those who have wondered, you can write or imagine it um, through Hogwarts BSU. Um, it's a collection of fan art, stories, etc., illustrating what it would be like to be a black Hogwarts student. Um, if you would like to submit, you can check out the website for guidelines. You can hit us up um, on various modes of communication um email twitter facebook um that's pretty much it yeah owl post owl post flu powder you can just operate to uh Bayana's apartment not my apartment you can operate to Bayana in chicago and talk to her about it yeah that's true i got not it. even and that's not even shade even though <laughs> please give me some warning <laughs> that was shade I mean um, no it wasn't because I'm the project manager I'm just you saying, are the project manager I'm that's just saying true. please give me warning you know how like Dumbledore and Harry operate like a couple blocks away from Slughorn's house that's what I need y'all to do that's just proper wizard etiquette that's what really. I'm saying and then I can have my little alarms go off and be like hey somebody's coming to you and I'll be like cool and then I can decide where to like fuck up my whole house and make it look like I got attacked by a death eater or I could be like hey what's up how you doing you want to talk about Hogwarts BSU? Awesome. I'll probably do the latter because I actually really like talking about being black at Hogwarts. So, um, yeah. This got real involved. <laughs> Just give me some notice. <laughs> we say all of that to say. Um, love our blog. Love with our team. Have a few extra galleons lying around. Consider donating to BGNO. We have a lot of dope things we want to do and we need your help. Also, we just had a planning meeting. Um, we did do that. This is tiny wine. It was so like this is. Oh yes, this it. is. It was. We did it a couple weeks ago. We did it a couple weeks ago, but we had. So we didn't just have it. We had. A, we had a planning meeting a couple weeks ago, um, but we are going to be get, doing some really cool things for our patrons. Um, we at least we think it's cool. We hope it's cool. If y'all don't think it's cool, then let us know and we'll try to do something else. <laughs> but we thought it was pretty cool. So anywho. You can go to our website, and there is a donate tab, and you can see all of the ways in which we take donations. Um, preferred method being patron, Patreon. Um, but yeah, we are going to London. I just got back from LeviosaCon, even though I haven't actually gone back from London. Anyway, I'm 31 now. Let's have a hey, moment of silence for my that. youth. Happy birthday. Fuck that. I'm old. <laughs> dying we didn't even talk about my birthday last week and it was like literally we didn't talk about brandon's either we almost forgot to talk about aminatas we wish aminata we 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 like that's what happens when you like do a tiny whiny because you're like oh shit i gotta look at the calendar and see what's happening a month from now um 
But that is shade, even though it's not really shade because Aminata obviously is a witch. Brandon, obviously a muggle. So <laughs> why would we wish him happy birthday? I'm with her team. It's a good question. Even though he did give us these mics and likes to talk happy about his, birthday, Brandon. his ownership stake. <laughs> um, anywho. So yeah, um, happy birthday to all of the, the family of wizard, all of magical people. Yeah. Um, uh, Comic-Con is in like two weeks. I don't even know what to do with myself. I'm, I'm verklempt. <laughs> Bayana chilling in DC right now. Not actually like, chilling. I'm actually running. Like I'm, I already know what stressed I'm doing out. a couple weeks from now. I'm running <laughs> around stressed as fuck and tired. Haven't had no sleep. None. I probably and people are getting on her nerves. When you all listen to the episode because I'm beat. I'm getting texts like, these people, bruh, bruh, how you not going to... Either like a noid text or no texts. Yeah. (laughs) The Um, texts come at the end of the day. It'll be good. It'll be like, it's work. It'll be Mm -hmm. fun. Um, But it'll also be a lot and I will have very little sleep. But that's why we're doing these episodes now. Yes. And then... Be prepared. She gets back from DC and guess what? I have we another, go to London. Oh, well, I have more work to do. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, no, and then we go hey, to London. Let's be positive here. We go <laughs> we to London. London. Yeah, my I might have to I may have to leave London a day early to go to work. Um we will talk about that offline. Yeah, we will talk about that offline, but I I mean, or the day that I'm going or the day that I'm leaving, I don't know cuz of time or whatever, but I may literally have to change my flight to just fly in and go to work somewhere else. That's it's nice. New York, which is sweet, but... Well, that's a better time difference. It is a better time difference. I can, like, ease myself back into the West yeah. Coast time, but that may be happening, and I just found that out. So, I'm tired already. We're, yeah. we're tired, but we're also excited, excited with all the cool stuff that we have done and are doing now and will be doing then. Yes. All of those things. Um, <laughs> subscribe to our newsletter. Uh, every week we share nerd news and links to what's been going on. So if you want to be in the know, please subscribe. You can go to blackgirlsnerdout.com to do so. Yay. And make sure, just um, reminder, uh, follow us at We Black and Nerds, like us on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, at Black Girls Nerd Out. And join the Wizard Team Facebook group. We're talking about cool things. All of the stuff that we're talking about right now, we're talking about in the group. Um, but then, you know, people are talking back to us. And then there's, like, they're talking to each other. There's, like, all these conversations happening. And, you know, it's nice to talk to other people besides the voices in my head about Harry Potter. Well, am I a voice in your head? That's awkward. Probably. You are, but I also talk to you outside of my head. But Yeah. It's probably every time you do something that you're like, shit, you probably hear my voice like, hmm. If I like the shady voice in your head, that would actually be hilarious. No, you're like the buzzkill voice in my head. Yeah, same thing. That makes sense. I'm a a buzzkill. Robin. Really? Really? No. That's not how that happens. No. Actually. You're the well actually in my head. (laughs) I love how that made you happy. (laughs) That should not make you happy. happy. I don't do that to regular people. I just do that to like my family because I'm just like, (laughs) "Mm, are you sure? 
Really? <laughs> I don't think that's true. Oh, sad moment in Aminata history. She cannot, she doesn't really understand, are you sure? So she always says, she always are says you, yes. She always says yes. Yeah. When you're supposed to say no. Yep. And All she the said, time. and so it's, I love it because then I always go, are you sure? And she's like, yes. And so, no, no, she says no. Are you sure? No, I'm not sure. That's what she does. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. One of yeah, them. yeah, yeah. She does the wrong thing. But yeah. she said yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she says no. But then the other day I was like, are you sure? And she was like, yes. And I was like, wait a second. <laughs> so she's understanding mm-hmm. my shade game, you know, because I like to shade a three-year-old. You got to upgrade it. She's, well, she's, well, four, she's now. four now. Yeah, so you got to upgrade it for the four-year-olds. It's a little Oof. bit different. It's all right. You'll figure sad, it out. Sad times. You, it's like when, I was, when y'all were talking about um, when you were at Aki's graduation. Sorry, we're on a tangent, and this is going to happen. We were at Aki's graduation, and y'all were talking about how she could say L's now, and I was like... That was so said, rude! I'm still well, mad about it. What's funny is that we had just like talked about it. We had just been talking about it the night before, like on our way home, and she was talking about something lizard and so i was like aminata i was like say lizard and she was like lizard and i was like la la because we always do that like i'm always like la 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 like we're like dude we're trying to teach her how to say her l's and she can't for the life of her and it's really cute because like she's super articulate for a three-year-old but can't pronounce this one like sound and it's so funny so well she's still three she's super articulate yeah four yeah, so you For, get confused. That's what I'm saying. No, yeah, and it's yeah, not yeah. even like, it's, it's totally a joke. Like, I'm not trying to like really, I'm not like, oh, you're trying to give her a complex or anything. No, it's totally like, <laughs> it's totally just a funny, it's really cute, so I mess with her. And so I, I, we're just going like, la, 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 lizard. And she's like, yeah, 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 lizard. And I'm like, mm, no. So then, so then we're at Aki's graduation, and what did you, you said something about she could say her L's now, and I was like... Oh. No, you were like, you. she just, she was being Aminata, and you were like, yeah. well, she can't even... I was like, God, you're rude, or something like that. And I think you were the one, you were like, well, she's three. And I was like, but she's not a normal three-year-old. You are like, well, she can't say her L's. And I was like, how are you going to just, like, proclaim no, that she said, can't yes, do she something? Can. You, no, and I, like, no yes, I said... <laughs> I said, how are you just going to proclaim she can't do something? She can do whatever she wants to do. She can do whatever she set, like she sets her mind out to do or something like that. And you were like, Aminata, say la, la, la. And she was like, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> you were like, and then you, and then she, her own sister dropped the mic and walked away. It was like, yup. And then walked away. <laughs> and Brandon was like, my brother who does not live up here and isn't used to like how we treat Aminata was like, did y'all just... <laughs> Did she just make fun of a three-year-old and walk away? Like, that was... Did she just shade her Dude, own sister and walk away? That's what happens when you're a younger sibling. Also, that's what I'm saying. Like, I treat... I mean, I, like, I love her, and, like, half of the way I treat her is, like, she's my kid, but the other half is how <laughs> I treat my other siblings. I'm like, she's not terrible. exempt just because she's younger. <laughs> she's not exempt. Um, anyway... Okay. That that took up our um, Potter fandom news because we don't have any. Oh, I am not. I'm sorry, I keep I have too many dog-eared like pages. I was like Snape's grudge. We're not. Turn to page one hundred and sixty-two. Thanks. Thanks. Turn to page one hundred and sixty-two. Previously on Wizard Team. Um, 
Fat lady oh, is gone. Okay. The fat lady dipped because Sirius Black Loki lost his mind a little bit um, and tried to break his way into Gryffindor Tower. Which shout out to the say, fat lady because right because she's like no you are not getting in here like no matter how scared peace I peace out and then he yeah. ripped her thing and he, she was like you're not getting in and I'm leaving yeah so you lost bye I am um, not staying around for this kind of treatment no. So, um, yeah, and then Peeves was the one who, like, fat, who, know, who knows where um, the fat lady is and tells Dumbledore and, like, they're listening and, like, the surrounding Gryffindors what happened. Um, Peeves flipped over, grinned at Dumbledore from between his legs to let him know mm-hmm. that Sirius Black got a nasty temper. Peeves yep. basically um, went... Pretty much, because that's, that's, <laughs> that's how he, that's his level. That's the level he operates oh, on oh. So this is timey-wimey, um, obviously, so you'll kind of be able to understand Wait, where we, we are. Wait, can I just say really quickly, I love how we use a Doctor Who um, reference on here, like, all the time. It's so, it's like so steeped into the, into the <laughs> podcast now, but it is not Harry Potter related at all. Um, sorry, continue. Okay. I just felt like we should acknowledge that. <laughs> we should acknowledge that it's completely, I'm wearing a Doctor Who shirt right now. Um, anyway, so... It, this is Tommy Wyman, so you'll get this, but Pottermore site went down for a little bit, and they straight up blamed Peeves, which was they awesome. Did. They, did they were that. like, we don't know, Peeves did something, we're working it out. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yay. Good, that darn Peeves. That's a good Peeves. way to be like, my bad, y'all. Yeah. The server's down. Um, also, if you guys ever get a chance, go find our 404 page. Oh, Black yeah. Girls Nerd Out. Type in, type, type in blackgirlsnerdout.com slash something. Anything that's not <laughs> actually real. I'm so proud. Yeah. I was having, I was like, I was so proud of myself. It was just. Y'all should, y'all should do that. It's, it's good. Just it's real life. good. It's real good. It's real good. like go it, look at our metrics and our error page is going to be like. <laughs> like Oh, God. Okay, so let's actually get into the chapter. Okay. Um, Professor Dumbledore sent all the Gryffindors back to the Great Hall, where they were joined ten minutes later by the students from Hufflepuff, Ravenclaw, and Slytherin, who all looked extremely confused. The teachers and I need to conduct a thorough search of the castle, Professor Dumbledore told them, as Professors McGonagall and Flitwick closed all the doors into the hall. I'm afraid that, for your own safety, you will have to spend the night here. I want the prefects to stand guard over the entrances to the hall, and I am leaving the head boy and girl in charge. Any disturbance should be reported to me immediately, he added to Percy, who was looking immensely proud and important. Send word with one of the ghosts. I wonder who's the head girl, though. I know, they don't say. They don't it's not say. Penelope Clearwater, because... No, because Percy was trying to show would, off that yeah, he was... he was head boy. Um, she's probably a, some Hufflepuff. Or it could be a Hufflepuff, Gryffindor, or... It could be Ravenclaw. Or Slytherin. No, why? No. Huh? I'm, I'm telling you what? that she's a Hufflepuff. Okay. And her name is Georgia Stewart. And she's nice. She makes really good cookies. Okay. Ginger Snap. Is that because she's a Hufflepuff? No. Okay. It's because she's nice and, like, unassuming, and people were like, oh, my God, Georgia, you're a head girl. And she was like, oh, it's no big deal. And then when she has meetings with Percy, she wants to just punch him in the face because he's so annoying. That sounds like me, except I make chocolate chip cookies. Okay. Um, anyway, Sorry. I also want to say that, like, <laughs> yeah, um, 
I think that it's important to note that being a head boy is a very big accomplishment. Like, oh no, totally. Percy is annoying about it, but like, Dumbledore he's is seriously of, like, he's yeah. in charge of every stu- like him and Georgia. They're in charge of every single student's welfare right now because the teachers are gone. Mm-hmm. And he says like Finward was one of the ghosts, um, but. That's to say that your magic, not like your magical skill and your decision making ability are are at the point where the headmaster feels confident that there is a notorious mass murderer possibly running the, around the halls, and while they're actively looking for them for him, there's still the chance that he comes to the great hall. Mm-hmm. And in that case, Percy and Georgia are the the first stand. They are. That's a big deal. It is a big deal. I mean, shout out to Percy for being that person. I just, Percy should be a little bit more... Chill about it. Yes. But, you know, it is a big deal. Yeah. I just worry that in in our siding with the Weasley twins and with Ron and being annoyed because Percy is who Percy is, we skip over the fact that it's He's a big deal. a lot of responsibility at a young age. And Charlie was also head boy. No. I'm just saying. Bill. Oh. Charlie was Quidditch captain. How do you not even know that about your own bay, Robin? Step your well, game you know, me and Bill had a... No, oh, no I don't know. <laughs> but we got over it. It was a fleeting moment. And sometimes well, I get the then, confused. Um, Professor Dumbledore paused, <laughs> about to leave the hall, and said, Oh yes, you'll be needing. One casual wave of his wand and the long tables flew to the edges of the hall and stood themselves against the walls. Another wave, and the floor was covered in hundreds of squashy purple sleeping bags. Purple is his favorite color. It is. I was going to say that. Um, sleep, sleep well, said Professor Dumbledore. Um, the hall immediately began to buzz excitedly. The Gryffindor were telling the rest of the school what had just happened. Everyone into their sleeping bags, shouted Percy. Come on now. No more talking. Lights out in ten minutes. I also want to talk about, or just mention, again, I like to, I want to give due where due is, because there's a lot of giving, there's a lot of impressive stuff happening in those first two mm-hmm. pages. Like, casually, no, like, he's, he's mastered um, soundless, voiceless spells. What do they call it? Silent spells or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, casual wave, these, all the tables clear, casual wave. Right. All these, like, hundreds of purple sleeping bags. What spell is, like, I know it's probably Akio or something, but where, is it, where are they coming from? Well, they just, where, they appear. So it's not like they come zooming into the Great Hall. It's a conjuring so he, spell, but where con- is he conjuring it from? And from and like, did he pay for him? Does he just have? Oh wow, there's a storm going on outside, and it's very loud. Um, Ooh, I hear it. Yeah. Um. Anyway, but I'm like, does it? Um. Yeah, like, where does it come from? Does he pay for them? Does he just have them sitting around? I'm sure it's like a the, Hogwarts like Hogwarts sleeping bags. Well, yeah, <laughs> because you know, like, you there. never, you never know. Ugh, true. But you never know. Like, maybe every once in a while they do a, like, sleep sleepover Hogwarts party sleepover. type of... Yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like, didn't you, you... We did that in my high school. Like, we slept in the gym one night. I think it was, like, the seniors or something. I didn't yeah, want to be there. Um, my mom came pick me up. Middle school, we did... We had, like, a... I don't even know why or what it was, but we, like, slept over at school for, like, a night. Yeah. Um, we brought our own sleeping bags or whatever, but... Yeah, same. 
they're in boarding school, so that's not really a thing. Right. Um, so, you know, I think that there's, and also, you know, who knows, there could be a time when they have to, like, redo the castle or something goes wrong or a notorious mass murderer breaks in. And, and so, walls. yeah, so that's probably, I wouldn't be shocked if they had them there. Um, hopefully they clean them regularly. Hopefully. Um, totally yeah. This is very important. But it's still impressive. It's so, totally impressive. Um, do you think Black's still in the castle? Hermione whispered anxiously. Dumbledore obviously thinks he might be, says Ron. It's very lucky he picked tonight, you know. The mm-hmm. one night we weren't in the tower. I would say he Wait, did he that on... Finish, oh. the, finish the next part? I would reckon he lost track of time being on the run. Didn't realize it was Halloween. Otherwise, he'd come bursting in here. Okay. Okay. Now, say what you were going to say. He did that on purpose. He doesn't want mm-hmm. the kids. And he you wanted... That, and he also knew it was Halloween, a.k.a. Yeah. the anniversary of his best friend's deaths. Oh, my God, I didn't... Did you not know that? No. Did you not, like, you didn't clock that? I thought you... I didn't clock that part. I yeah. thought, I clocked that, oh, it's Halloween. There's a good chance that all of the kids are at the feast, and I can get in, get that rat that bastard, and get out. But I think it was both. I think it was that, too. It's both, though. Yeah. You know? But he, yeah. that's the thing, he, that's the reason he pulled out that knife and was like, nah, I'm getting in that common room. Like, you know what I mean? Like, regularly, mm-hmm. like on a regular day, you know, he still has, like, some issues, but he's not, like, like, you know what I mean? Like, this is, yeah. what is this, 13 years? 12 years, 12 years in Azkaban. It's literally the anniversary of, like, their death um, 12 years later, and he still hasn't gotten revenge, so he's probably just like, Sorry. <laughs> Um, I have to lay down. I'm sorry. I have to take a sad nap. Wait, you can finish. Not, it's only two, we're, we're not even two pages in. I can't do it anymore. It's too sad. Come on. What does she hate Sirius so much? Why doesn't he deserve any happiness? She's really laying down, y'all, in case you, you know, because you can't see. Um, yeah. So no. it's, it's like really, it's, it's a lot happening. Um, all around them, people were asking one another the same question. How did he get in? Maybe he knows how to apparate, said a Ravenclaw a few feet away. Just to pin out of, just appear out of thin air, you know? Disguise himself, probably, said, Huff, said a Hufflepuff fifth year. He could have flown in, suggested Dean. Honestly, am I the only person who's ever bothered to read Hogwarts A History, said Hermione crossly to Harry and Ron. Real quick, can we, can that be like a published book? Because I really want to read Hogwarts A History. Right. Really bad. Okay. Anyway. Really but I want to say something before you mm-hmm. stand for her. Oh, I was just going to keep Ain't going. nobody talking to you, Hermione. Leave them alone. She's not even, she says it to Harry and Ron. I know. Not to them. But she's so. eavesdropping on all of their conversations. They're all around I said, let me get it out before you stand it's for her. It's happening all around her. That's not eavesdropping. That's I overheard the conversation. She's so haughty. Oh my God, I'm the only one. But they probably know, yes, you can't just operate in, but maybe he's a, he's a notorious mass murderer. Maybe he got magic that they don't even know about. Maybe he know about all the enchantments. You don't know. So, actually, we're about to get some real, like, piece of information here. The Robin went off on some nonsensical business. There was plenty anyway, of sense in that. There was there plenty wasn't. of sense. Probably, said Ron. Why? 
because the castle's protected by more than walls, you know. There are all sorts of enchantments on it to stop people from entering by stealth. You can't just apparate in here. And I'd like to see the disguise that could fool those Dementors. They're guarding every single entrance to the grounds. They'd have seen him fly in, too. And Filch knows all the secret passages. They'll have them covered. The lights are going out now, Percy shouted. I want everyone in their sleeping bags and no more talking. Uh, they don't really have all the secret passages covered as we see. They don't in the next chapter. <laughs> um, um, so the candles went, all out, went out at once. All went out at once. The only light now came from the silvery ghosts who were drifting about talking seriously to the prefects and the enchanted ceiling, which, like the sky outside, was scattered with stars. With What with that and the whispering that still filled the hall, Harry felt as though he were sleeping outdoors in the light wind. Every, so there are... Every, oh, sorry, sorry. Quick question. So there are two prefects per house mm-hmm. so that's eight and then two of them then, from the prefects get picked to be head boy and girl but there's three so it's like there's so it's well it's really six from each house because it's two every year from fifth to seventh year oh okay so it's six from each house and then two of those are become head boy and girl oh, okay so i thought there was like you would still have, so, like, a house would have all of their prefects and then a head boy in addition to that. But that no, head boy just is just, like, the, the head prefect. Yeah. Okay. Basically. Cool. And then there's, like, one boy and one girl. Continue on. Um, once every hour, a teacher would reappear in the hall to check that everything was quiet. Around three in the morning, when many students had finally fallen asleep, Professor Dumbledore came in. Harry watched him looking around for Percy, who had been prowling between the sleeping bags, telling people off for talking. Percy, who was only a short way away from Harry, Ron, and Hermione, who, was quickly, who quickly pretended to be asleep as Dumbledore's steps drew nearer. nearer. Any sign of him, Professor? asked Percy. Um, no, all well here? Everything under control, sir. Good. There's no point moving them all now. I found a temporary guardian for the Gryffindor portrait hole. You'll be able to move them back in tomorrow. <laughs> the fat lady, sir? <laughs> Hiding in a map of Argyleshire on the second floor. Apparently Where she refused that? to let Yeah. Um, apparently she refused to let Black in without the password, so he attacked. She's still very distressed because once she's calm but once she's calmed down, I'll have Mr. Filch restore her. Um, headmaster, it was Snape. Harry kept quite still listening hard. The whole of the thir- third floor has been searched, he's not there, and Filch has done the dungeons, nothing there either. What about the astronomy tower? Professor Trelawney's room, the Owlery? All searched. Very well, very well, Severus. I didn't really expect expect Black to linger. Have you any theory as to how he got in, Professor? Asked Snape. Many, Severus. Each of them as unlikely as the next. Wait, wait, wait. Aha! Because... Or not aha. Bum, bum, bum. I don't know. Whatever the sound effect would be. But um, Severus is saying this. Um, and he's about to say, like, remember the conversation we had, but... Who does he suspect? Who, who, who? He is racial profiling. Um, our favorite defense against the dark arts teacher. He's racial profiling. I don't know. He's profiling him though. Okay. Hmm. Um. Specious. It's like when people. It's like when people like do like something that's out of pocket, and you just tell them they're being <laughs> racist, even though they're not. My stepdad did, used to do that. He'd be like, you would just get on him, and then he'd be like, you're being racist. racist. You're like, what? No. <laughs> um, it's because yeah, it's funny. You bye. said what? It's because I'm African, and then he, bye. Not even that. He'd just be no. like, because I'm black, or I'm yeah. racist. So you're just like, 
all right, that's cool. <laughs> that's uh, like when my so mom used to tell me to tell my brother to say your mom when he got on me. Right. Like, <laughs> it's like, you're just like, hmm, how's, how does that work? You know, she's like, tell him your mom. And I'm like, but, but unless but there's something I don't you're know. You're mom, right? <laughs> yep. And you're his mom. So. Exactly. All right. How does this work? <laughs> um, you remember the conversation we had, Headmaster, just before uh, the start of term? Said Snape, who was barely opening opening his lips as though trying to block Percy out of the conversation. I do, Severus, said Dumbledore, and there was something like warning in his voice. It seems almost impossible that Black could have entered the school without inside help. I did express my concerns when you appointed. I do not believe a single person inside this castle would have helped Black enter it, said Dumbledore. Only a part cat slash measle, though. They're helping. He's helping. Um, that's not a person. Continue. I know. I know. That's what I'm saying. Because he's yes. right. It's not a person. It's a cat. Yes. Slash measle. Um, bum, bum, bum. I must go down to the Dementor, said Dumbledore. I said I would inform them when our search was complete. Didn't they want to help, sir, said Percy. Oh, yes, said Dumbledore coldly, but I'm afraid no Dementor will cross the threshold of this castle while I, while I am headmaster. Percy looked slightly abashed. Dumbledore left the hall, walking quickly and quietly. Snape stood for a moment, watching the headmaster with ex- with an expression of deep resentment on his face. Then he, too, left. Um, Harry glanced sideways at Ron and Hermione. Both of them had their eyes open, too, reflected the star- reflecting the starry ceiling. What was that all about, Ron mouthed? Um, they, okay. They I are pros at, at eavesdropping. But I have, a, I have a question about that. Mm-hmm. Because I was going to say, like, they are, they are always eavesdropping, right? But do you think Dumbledore kind of per- positioned himself near them so that they could hear that? Like, well, I know he went to find there. Percy. Yeah. But do you, I wonder, because I'm thinking maybe, like, Percy's, um, they, the, pre- the prefects and stuff probably split by house, so Percy's over by the Gryffindors anyway. And Dumbledore kind of, like, Walk towards Percy, but you know, kind of, you know, you can kind of lead someone even when they're you're going towards them. Mm-hmm. You like walk towards them, but you walk a little, and they and you're got eye contact, so they walk towards you a little bit. I'm just wondering because it just seems so convenient that they're supposed to pretend they're supposed to be pretending to be asleep. They're in halls of are like rows of um, sleeping bags, so hundreds of rows of people, and yet. They just so happen to be standing in eavesdropping distance of the trio. Well, who I mean, I think had plot, also like put. I know plot, but they also but, like kind of separated themselves a little bit in the first place. But they're near, and I don't think that they're necessarily divided by house either. I just think like I'm not saying they're like divided by. I'm just thinking like logically, you're gonna want to like. I'm sure that. I'm not sure, but I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if like Pad and Pavardi were sleeping near each other. But it just in terms of like how Hogwarts socially works, you're going to want to, like, hang out with your friends mm-hmm. and sleep with who you're used to and comfortable, especially in a scary situation like that. Sleep near people that you feel comfortable with. Like, I'm not trying to sleep near Draco. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so I feel like they would kind of naturally separate sort of t- in on house lines, by house lines. Yeah. Um, I was just wondering. It just seems... I think it's. I don't think Dumbledore was like, oh, I want Harry. To, why would he want Harry to hear it though? Because I feel like Harry, like Dumbledore, is also a little bit like 
on the Arthur tip of he should but maybe okay, not yeah, know but everything, exactly but he should he, be. But what exactly did he learn here that made a big, that made like a difference though? That he's not in the castle. Like I think what I I think because as we see, um, I think the next page or something like they're gonna McGonagall's gonna tell Harry, um, even though he already knows. Mm. But I I think that. A, I wouldn't be surprised if Arthur told Dumbledore that he told Harry. Um, but I think not to be like, oh, you should hear about S- Snape suspecting a teacher or anything, but just to like kind of slyly reassure him that like they've searched the castle and he's not there. So don't worry. Like, I think that's what Dumbledore wanted to like tell Harry in a quiet way, knowing Harry is going to eavesdrop? I mean, maybe? I don't know. Uh, it just seems like... I know plot and whatever, but it's like... I mean, the thing... Like, I, I get what you're saying. Like, I get... Like, in general, I feel like that's a thing Dumbledore might do, but I feel like in this particular situation, there's no moment where... Because, you know, usually there's a moment where you can tell that Dumbledore knows that Harry is near. Or, or you know what I mean? There's moments where, like, Harry's under the invisibility cloak. Mm-hmm. Or he's like sitting somewhere nearby, and dumb, and you can tell that the information that he's saying is also for Harry, like on a different level. Whereas, like here, there's no moment where it's clear that Dumbledore knows that Harry is listening in. Um, it's usually, you know, like generally, yeah. it's made clear. Also, I don't. Other than like his back is towards find, Harry. Everybody's gonna find out that um, Black isn't in the castle. Like, it, I don't think that it necessarily. You know, what I mean, like if it was some like extra information i feel like okay but the the most information harry got was from snape yeah i think what i'm what i'm thinking of is um oh my god there's a dunkin donuts in the bay sorry what i'm thinking of is the fact that he's like we searched everywhere we searched the you know um we have a new person for gryffindor tower like the things that he's telling percy is just a way of assuring harry in that moment because but Harry's not even scared. But they don't know that. And that's, yeah, we already is. talked about the fact that it's weird that Harry's not scared. But Dumbledore knows because he's already talked to Arthur and, like, he can tell from the way Harry is, like, running around. Like, if yeah. anything, it'd be more like Dementors, I feel like. Yeah. Than okay. serious. I don't so, know. I think, I mean, it's an interesting theory. I just don't. Yeah, I just, I, yeah. I just wonder because it's like. You know that if you're anywhere near the trio, they're going to be eavesdropping at this point. They don't yeah. know how to stay out of grown folks' business. So. It's also past three, so they could be asleep. Yeah. They're not, um, obviously, but they could be. Yeah. So the school talked of nothing else but Sirius Black for the next few days. The theories about how he entered the castle became wilder and wilder. Hannah Abbott from Hufflepuff spent most of or spent much of her biology telling anyone who listened that Black could turn into f- a flowering shrub. But, what good but why? Would that do? And what like, would that do? How would you... And how would the flowering shrub... Like, move or do... Move. Something? Yeah, and get on campus, <laughs> okay. right? Like... How would they get to... How would he get to the Gryffindor Tower as a flowering shrub? How? Why? Interesting. 
Um, the fat lady's ripped canvas had been taken off the wall and replaced with the per- portrait of Sir Cadigan. Time out. Hey. You know what it is? She been hanging around Hotep earning too much. Oh, because they're both in Hufflepuff? They're homies, so she's just like, we need a conspiracy. This is what it is. He could turn into a flowering shrub at will. And Hotep Ernie like, yep. 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 Shut up, Ernie. What happens when your third eye... Shut up, Ernie. Ain't nobody asked you. Okay. Ain't nobody asked you. Ugh. Sir Cadigan spent half of his time challenging people to duels and the rest thinking up ridiculously complicated passwords, which he changed at least twice a day. But what if I'm not in the common room when you change the password? Oh, wow. And I left and I thought it was one thing. And then you changed it before I got back. And how am I supposed to know? Then you don't deserve to, to be in the Gryffindor Tower, you ruffian. Scallywag. You knave. <laughs> Um, he's complete, he's a complete lunatic, Seamus said angrily to Percy. Can't we get anyone else? None of the other pictures wanted the job, frightened of what happened to the fat lady. So Cadigan was the only one brave enough to volunteer. Hey, so he may be crazy, but he brave and crazy. Um. Okay. Um, (laughs) Sir Cadigan, however, was the least of Harry's worries. He was now being closely watched. Peaches found excuses to walk along corridors with him, and Percy Weasley, acting Harry suspected on his mother's orders, was tailing him everywhere like an extremely pompous guard dog. To cap it all, Professor McGonagall summoned Harry into her office with such a somber expression on her face, Harry thought someone must have died. One thing. I, I feel like I'm giving Percy a lot of credit. It's, it's weird. It's <laughs> making me feel uncomfortable. But... Well, that's the thing is, is because I think the reason it's making you feel uncomfortable is because you're thinking of, like, older Percy. Yeah. Whereas, like, Percy at Hogwarts isn't really a problem. And even Percy in Goblet of Fire isn't really, like, a bit, like, you know what I mean? Like, he's, yeah. his, it's his... He's still pompous. He's a, he's I mean, but he's always been that way. Not, yeah. Like, but he's very genuine and, like, you know what I mean? And this is the, and this is what I'm going to say is, um, how many times, like, Here's a good example. I went to the college in the Midwest, and my dad was like, oh, you should meet so-and-so's, uh, who's a friend of mine, and he goes to your school. And I'm like, uh-huh, okay, dad. <laughs> like, And then had no intention of and never wanted to meet those people. Or, you know, when your family's like, you should make sure that you say hi to my, th- my friend's third cousin, fourth removed, when you go to London, and you're like, okay. Right. You know? Um, so... The idea that Molly texts or sends it out of Percy and says, like, watch over Harry. And he takes it to the point where he's, like, following him along like a guard dog. You know what I mean? Like, watch over him, like, could be anything from, like, in the common room at the end of the night, Harry, you good? To following you know what I mean like he's following him around he, yeah he does what she asked him to but he he like really does it like yeah that's adorable it is um there's no point in hiding it from you any longer Potter she said in a very serious voice I know this will come up to shock to you but serious black I know he's after me said Harry wearily I heard Ron's dad telling his mom Mr. Weasley works for the Ministry of Magic 
Professor McGonagall seemed very taken aback. She stared at Harry for a moment of two, or two, then said, I see. Well, in that case, Potter, you'll understand why I don't think it's a good idea for you to be practicing Quidditch in the, in the evenings, out on the field with only your team members. It's very exposed, Potter. We've got our first match on Saturday, said Harry, outraged. I've got to train, Professor. McGonagall considered him intently. Harry knew she was deeply interested in the Gryffindors team's prospects. It had been she, after all, who suggested him as seeker in, fir in the first place. Hmm, McGonagall stood up and stared out of the window at the Quidditch field, just visible through the rain. Well, goodness knows I'd like to see us win the cup at last. But all the same, Potter, I'd be happier if a teacher was were present. I'll ask Madam Hooch to oversee your training session. Can um, we just so this talk is like, a, can, oh, go ahead. Okay, I was gonna say, this is like a theme, and it comes back up in a few chapters, of how, like, of McGonagall, like, she cares a lot about winning Quidditch. And, like, she really wants Gryffindor to do well, and, like, she's, like, their number one fan. But she is about her student safety first and foremost at all times. So it's like, I'm not going to let my own desires get in the way of like my students well-being, um, which is very commendable, which in my note, she's the best. and that's what I was going to, exactly what I was going to say is like, she's, she's the best because, um, what everything that you said, but also the idea that she, she like Molly wants Harry to, enjoy his time um but not at the expense of his safety so even when he like when he claps when he says like you know please she's not thinking i mean she is thinking like well you know i don't want to if i don't want to lose <laughs> matches but mm -hmm. um she's also like she's her her main focus is I don't want him to be stuck in the castle scared. How can we come to a compromise? Which is Madam Hooch overseeing the classes. But I'm, if Madam Hooch was like, no, I can't, I'm pretty sure that McGonagall would be like, well, sorry, you can't practice. Like, Or she'd be like, well, I guess I could go. What time are you practicing? Yeah, yeah. But, you, you know, know she isn't just... at any... It's not like... Okay, well, since you said please, you know what I mean, which is right, really being I'll like, just let you do it. yeah, because I want you to do it. Sessions and like yeah, make sure that you're still safe. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, the weather worsened steadily as the first Quidditch match drew near. Undaunted, the Gryffindor team was training harder than ever under the eye of Madame Hooch. Then, at their final training session before Saturday's match, Oliver Wood gave his team some unwelcome news. We're not playing Slytherin, he told them. We're playing Hufflepuff. We're playing Hufflepuff instead. Why? Um, Flint's excuse is that their Seeker's arm's still injured. It's been, like, over two months. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's obvious why they're doing it. Don't want to play in this weather. Think it'll damage their chances. There had been strong winds and heavy rain all day, and as Wood spoke, they heard a distant rumble of thunder. There's nothing wrong with Malfoy's arm, said Harry furiously. He's faking it. I know that, but we can't prove it, said Wood bitterly. And we've been practicing all those moves, assuming we're playing Slytherin. And instead of Huffle instead it's Hufflepuff, and their style's quite different. They've got a new captain and seeker, Cedric Diggory. Hey. Uh, and <laughs> Angelina, Alicia, and Katie suddenly giggled. What, said Wood. He's that tall, good-looking one, isn't he, said Angelina. Strong and silent, said Katie. He's only silent <laughs> because he's too thick to string two words together, said Fred impatiently. I don't know why you're worried, Oliver. Hufflepuff is a pushover. 
Last time we played them, Harry caught the snitch in about five minutes, remember? We were playing in completely different conditions, Wood shouted. Diggory's put a very strong side together. He's an excellent seeker. I was, I, I was afraid you'd take it like this. We mustn't relax. We must keep our focus. Slytherin is trying to wrongfoot us. We must win. Calm down, Oliver. Also, Cedric Diggory is strong and silent type because he's a vampire. But other than that... <laughs> True. <laughs> Oliver, breathe. Woosa. Just, just take a couple deep breaths. In and out. And out. Um, so, Oliver, calm down, said Fred, looking slightly alarmed. We're taking Hufflepuff very seriously. 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 Bye, Robin. I look what you I wrote. Know. Look what I wrote. You can't see it. I don't know where it is, but I wrote seriously. Yeah. Well, look what I wrote. I wrote. Bye, Robin. Did you just write that? No, I wrote that when I wrote when I read it. That was. You're weird. so annoying. You're but I wrote. Predictable. Yeah. See. Yeah, you're predictable. So you're, I wrote, you're. I literally wrote by Robin. The day before the match, the winds reached howling point and the rain fell harder than ever. So real quick, like they can't postpone it. They can't be like, hey, why don't we just wait out the storm and then do it? And that's the thing that I don't really like is, I mean, the Slytherins say like, oh, our seekers arm, but they, the Gryffindors had to play when Harry was, like, concussed or whatever, like, mm-hmm. and out. When a bludger um, was following him around. Yeah, they still played. And nobody want to stop the match with a bludger following, like, one particular person around. And didn't none of the teachers notice that the bludger was following only one person around? Didn't nobody? That one, man, that chapter made me mad. Anyway, I think that's when I benched everyone but Madame Pomfrey, yeah? Yeah. 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 But. But, like, but the, yeah, it just doesn't make sense. And so, but, like. The, and when the students know, this is the thing. It's like teachers, for the most part, know everything. The stu- like, they know every trick a student has ever pulled to do anything. And so I'm pretty sure Madam Hooch, like like they said, you know, they can't prove that Malfoy's arm is hurt or whatever. And Snape probably, like, used some muscle or whatever he mm-hmm. his influence is to do to make sure that they switched your, switched it around. But the fair thing would have been to, like, postpone the match altogether. Just period. Because, um, it's like, it's just, like, it's not a... It's not fair to, it's not league. fair to the... the sli- it's not a professional league. There's only yeah. three, there's only, okay. Fourteen. Not three. There's only six games in a season. Yeah. So, you can't push it back a couple, like, weeks? It's going to really throw off the whole thing. And the other thing, too, is that it's not only not fair to Gryffindor, it's not fair to Hufflepuff. They weren't expecting no. to even play. Exactly. So now they're playing a week earlier than they were planning because the, the Slytherins... Slytherins yeah. Makes no sense. And the Slytherins also are already have these fast brooms because Malfoy bought his way on the team. You know what I mean? Like... How? Houseway. Yeah. How? Um, the Slytherin team was looking very smug indeed, and none more so than Malfoy. Ah, uh, only if my arm was feeling a bit better, he sighed as the gale outside pounded the windows. Harry had no room in his head to worry about anything except the match tomorrow. Oliver Wood kept hurrying up to him between classes and giving him tips. 
The third time this happened, Wood talked for so long that Harry suddenly realized he was ten minutes late for Defense Against the Dark Arts and set off at a run with Wood shouting after him. Diggory's got a very fast swerve, Harry, so you might want to try looping him. Harry skidded to a halt outside the Fence Against the Dark Arts classroom, pulled the door open, and dashed inside. Sorry I'm late, Professor Lupin. I, But it wasn't Professor Lupin who looked up at him from the teacher's desk. It was Snape. Um, so really quickly, it's weird. It's, it's weird to me that Snape gets to um, substitute these classes when he's not allowed to teach them. Yeah. Like, he's not allowed to be anywhere near the Fence Against the Dark Arts except this one year where he can, or this one time when he can sub for Lupin. I feel like that's strange. I feel like it was probably because Lupin, like, at the very last minute couldn't do it. Like, he got injured or something, and it just worked out. No, He's a werewolf right now. No, I, oh, he's still a werewolf? But the moon's gone. Are they a werewolf the whole time at the full moon? Like, in the daytime, too? Even if he's not, but he's, like, ill, like, he's... That's what I'm saying. I'm, like, I'm sure that, like... But, but I think that they kn- would... You know, you still plan around that. So they would know that there are certain times in the year where he wouldn't be able to teach because... What I was thinking was they assumed that he would be back, but he probably, like, in werewolf form, hurt himself or ate something and got sick. Yeah? No? I don't know. I think that's reading a lot into it. I don't know. Well, I mean, you know, whatever. But no, I don't. No, that's what we're doing. But I, I think, yeah. I don't know whether. I mean, maybe he did. I just assume, and it could be that he's hurt. I mean, I think I feel like it hurts him either. Like every time he does it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't think he gets like he generally doesn't get like one day off. Like even with the Wolfsbane potion, like it's full moon. What like one day? Like, but there's still a recovery process to that because it's like his whole body is changing. Yeah, but I'm I'm thinking that. So from sunrise, sunrise, sunset, sunrise. Okay. Sunset. So from sunset to sunrise, he's in werewolf form, mm-hmm. and so they probably and this is their first class or early. It's an earlier class, right? It's like it's not nine a.m. Um, it, it depends on the day, I think. Okay, but it might so it might be like the first class of the day or something. So they probably plan. For him to have the day after off. But I just assume that it was a last minute thing and he was the only one available. I don't know. I always thought of it as like, well, one, I always thought that they should plan around that stuff because they know he's a werewolf and there's a recovery time. Yeah. Whether or not like, like they know he's going to miss some classes. Yeah. The other thing is I always thought of it as like a period where like, Effect, you know what I mean? Like, you have one big day, but, like, it still affects you for, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not just like, oh, I've been werewolf for today, and then tomorrow I'm good, or me, or the next day I'm good. It's, like, going to take, I always assumed he was out for, like, a week. That, that, that's totally not. Like a period. This. That's totally <laughs> in my, yeah, that's, yeah. Um, well, I, I think that it would take more time for him to recover from the transformation. Mm-hmm. Um, even with the Wolfsbane potion, because he's still making the transformation. Like, the Wolfsbane potion only allows him to keep his mind, but yeah. he's still a werewolf. Um, and I was so, just, I, I wasn't saying that it wouldn't take him longer to, um, that that he would just, like, no, I recover. Saying that I was would, just saying, that like, taking longer than usual. Yeah. But I think that they should, 
have already had an alternate from the beginning, knowing that he was going to miss at least a couple, even if it, even this, even if this particular time took longer, Mm -hmm. like they should have already had an alternate for like the one day that they were planning for him to be out. And this is, and this is the other part of what I was going to say, um, is that I think that for Dumbledore, he probably thinks like, okay, Snape is interested in the arts and he can handle being a sub, but I don't want him submersed in that being his main thing because I don't want to like, you know what I mean? Like, so you yeah, do one class underest- every once in a while. Yeah, and I no, and I totally get that, but also he, he underestimates the amount of like hatred that Snape has for Lupin. Oh yeah, like, and so it's totally like so it's like that on top of like what I was saying. Like, he underestimates the amount of chill Snape has on the reg. Yeah, because I think I I'm I would like to think. Because I can't think this ill of Dumbledore that he doesn't fully understand the scope of how Snape behaves and how his behavior is like he like he believes that the way that Snape interacts with him is the way that he interacts with the students. Which is weird. He just has faith. He has a lot of faith in people. He has faith in Hagrid. You know what I mean? Like, he does a lot of stuff where it's like, come on now. Um, but you don't even need to know. Like, you don't need to be super close to... Neville to know that Snape is bullying him. Well, I was going to say, like, you don't need to... You don't need to be, like, super close to Hagrid to know that giving him a teaching position the year after, a couple months after he is able to do magic is not the best idea. Yeah. Like, you would be like, I would love to give you this position after you, or, you know, I would love for you to become a teacher, but here are some steps to take in order to do that now that you have magic, or you're able to, you know, use your magic. magic. Here's what you need to do to get to the point where you can become a teacher, and, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Those things are just, like, when I'm talking about Dumbledore not giving a fucker, like, he obviously doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? He likes Hagrid. Hagrid's his boy. Hagrid can teach. The The idea that Snape is bullying Neville to that extent, I feel like you need to see with your own eyes to believe it. Because even if Neville comes up to you, you're just like, you're really sensitive, and I understand, and I'm going to tell him to, like, chill, cool out. But I don't think he 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 believes... That Snape could be that... Dumbledore has to have heard about the Boggart. And at that point, he should have a conversation with Snape. But I And I think that he does, but I think that Snape... Well, Dumbledore's feel, feeling is... Neville is very sensitive, and so he's bullying... Or, or he's scared of Snape because Snape is a very imposing figure, and you should smile more, Severus. Like, I feel like that's the conversation he's having. As opposed to like, There's you're no, literally he torturing. Is. He knows what a bogger is. I know, but like the thing that like Aminata is scared of my zombie Michael Jackson painting. Okay, but she's not 13 years old. But and she's not really scared of it. She pretends she is. I know, but that's what I'm saying. Like adults always discount the feelings of children. Always. It's a, it's a theme in this book. 
Yeah, totally. And I and I agree. I'm just saying, like, yeah, that's part of the themes, and obviously that's why it's happening. I'm just saying Dumbledore needs to do some soul searching and figure out why he's totally cool with all this abuse happening right under his nose. Because I just, I, I t- in my brain, and we need to move on, but I really think that he has not spent time... Like, he needs to make himself invisible and just go sit in on Snape's class. That's what class. I'm saying. Like, you're saying, it's, like, the thing like, is, is, like, the first time we actually get any inspections is when Umbridge does it. Exactly. And that's not okay. No, I'm not, and I'm not, I'm not by any means saying it's I know, okay. No, and I know you're not. I know you're not. I'm just saying that, like, he has not done any evaluation of his teachers at all. Yeah. And it's a problem. It is a problem. And that's how you end up with Snape, like, teaching this class where, like, he clearly has some other feel. Like, he can't separate his professional life from his personal life. He's not all. professional at all. He has He's no professionalism. Um, okay, let's actually get into, like, what happens here. Snape um, being an ass. Th- yeah, basically. This lesson began 10 minutes ago, Potter, so I think we'll make it 10 points from Gryffindor. That particularly isn't, like, unreasonable. No. Um, but Harry didn't move. Where's Professor Lupin, he said. He says he's he is feeling too ill to teach today, said Snape. I believe I told you to sit down. What's wrong with him? Nothing life-threatening, he said, looking as though he wished it were. Five more points from Gryffindor, and if I have to ask you again, it will be 50. That's still That's valid. Reasonable. I don't think so. Well, the the 50, I feel like. Oh, the fi- I yeah, think- but I think that's like the threat of 50. I mean, that is unreasonable. And the actual five more points, yeah, because that's the other thing is like, and that's part of why I think what you're I talking back to me. To say, huh? <laughs> well, you're, we're we're harping on this when you should have you should have already sat down because you you've disrupted class. Yeah, enough. exactly. Um, but then the other thing I was gonna say is that part of the reason that Dumbledore like discounts all the stuff about Snape is that most of it comes from Harry, and he mm-hmm. knows that there's like some other extra stuff between them. And that's the other problem, is that but no one else sh- comes to... Which, first of all, Dumbledore totally should take that into account. Yeah. Because he is bullying Harry, and I think that... And, like, Dumbledore discounts it because he knows about Snape's past and all that stuff. He's like, it's not really its fault. It's, like, his thing with Jane. Like, no, that's... He needs to not treat a 13-year-old boy like this. Um, but he thinks... I think that part of it is that he thinks it's, like... Snape just doesn't. the thing between Snape and Harry and like Harry needs to learn how to respect Snape and get over his thing his feelings and Snape needs to learn how to get over his like it's he may to him it's it's more mutual mm-hmm. and it's like there's always the moment where like they're telling where Dumbledore's reminding Harry to call him Professor Snape and not just Snape and that kind yeah. of thing and it's like okay but you're asking for this respect to be given to this person who's been abusive and like terrible and not a horrible teacher my whole like time in school um, since I got here for no reason I immediately got here, and the first thing he did was put me on the spot, asking me questions that he knew I didn't know because I was born, I was raised as a muggle. Yeah. That was the first time we ever met. So, I feel like I have a good reason to not mess with him. Yeah, and I feel like with all of that is very valid, but in Dumbledore's defense, Harry immediately points out Snape. He feels his scar burn, and he, he associates that with Snape, even though it was Quirrell. Um, and he he immediately, I don't think he did, but he immediately like suspected Snape of being of the sorcerer of going after the sorcerer stone. So Snape is, I think Dumbledore is like, you just think he's a bad guy because he's slimy and oily. 
and he wears black. Like, don't be, don't judge a book by its cover. You know what I mean? He, <laughs> you know, like, you're able to see the good in Hagrid. You should be able to, like, see the good in Snape. Just because he comes off rough doesn't mean that he my is. Head at him, not you. Just yeah, no, I know. <laughs> just because he comes off rough and he has the appearance of a miserable old man, there's softness there and there's something deeper there because that's what Dumbledore sees and that's what yeah, Dumbledore gets from him. Like, and Dumbledore ass- gets assumes it. that is what everyone else gets. It is not. And it is um, not. This scene actually, and I just this just clicked to me, clicked for me, and then I'll like read it. But it reminds me of lot a lot of the first lesson with Umbridge actually. Really. Um, mm-hmm. Um, I'll read it and then I'll explain. But so as I was saying before, Potter interrupted. Professor Lupin has not left any record of the topics you have covered so far. Please, sir, we've done Boggarts, Redcaps, Kappas, um, and Grindylows, said Hermione quickly, and we were just about to start. Be quiet, said Snape coldly. I did not ask for information. I was merely commenting on Professor Lupin's lack of organization. He's the best defense against the dark arts teacher we've ever had, said Dean Thomas boldly. Hey. <laughs> um, you are easily satisfied. Lupin is hardly overtaxing you. I would have, I would expect first years to be able to deal with red caps and grindylows. Today we shall discuss... Harry watched him flick through the textbook to the very back of a chapter, which he knew they, which he must know they hadn't covered. Werewolves, said Snape. But sir, said Hermione, we're not supposed to do werewolves yet. We're due to start hinky punks. Miss Granger, I was under the impression that I am teaching this lesson, not you. And I am telling you all to turn to page 394. Um, shout out Alan Rickman. Um, <laughs> he glanced around again. All of you, now. Um, with many bitter sidelong looks and some sullen muttering, the class opened their books. Which of you can tell me how we distinguish between a werewolf and the true wolf? Everyone sat in motionless silence, everyone except Hermione, whose hand, as it so often did, had shot up straight into the air. Anyone? Snape said, ignoring Hermione. His twisted smile was back. Are you telling me that Professor Lupin hasn't even taught you the basic distinction between... We told you, said Pavardi suddenly, we haven't got as far as werewolves yet. We're still on. Silence, snarled Snape. Well, well, well. I'd never expect. I never thought I'd meet a third-year class who wouldn't even recognize a werewolf when they saw one. I shall make a point of informing Professor Dumbledore how very behind you all are. He won't care. Um, but, 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 oh, wait, but, I just, but, I was right at the. I have a little bit more. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to I know, but I. Where, what I have to say. Okay, go ahead. Okay. I'm trying to finish it because it's all together. Nah, in your brain it is. I have a note in between this. He hasn't even... I know, and I have notes too. But he hasn't even finished... Yes, but if you would have stopped at silence, Snarl Snake, when I was going... Whatever, Robin, go. I love you. Even if it's not mutual. Um, So, he does this a couple of times where he's like... Um... Lupin is is hardly overtaxing you. Um, first year should be able to deal with Redcaps and Grindelwald. Like, but you know what? Who their first year teacher was, and you know who their second year teacher was. So why would you assume that this third year class would be on that level? Like, you're just completely discounting that last year they had um, Gilderoy. Like, but that's the point. Is he's like um, he wants to mock the kids and he wants to mock Lupin. Yeah, but then. Um, who, which of you can tell me um, how we distinguish between a werewolf and a true wolf? Hermione can tell you, 
But then you're saying, are you telling me? It's like you asked the question. Pavardi's explaining to you. He's not there to teach. I understand that. No, no, no. I'm agreeing. Oh, 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 okay. Okay. (laughs) I get it. I was like, I I, I understand. Um, I understand. And it just, to me, it's like, I mean, all of this is just example after example of why he ain't shit. But it goes, to me, it just, it goes back to the point that your first job is to, to teach, is to, to explain. And even if you want to be nasty, at least do it in a way that makes sense. At least, like, don't ask a good question you don't want the answer to. Don't, I don't know. I want to strangle him. I think... <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, wait, let's get to the part where he becomes binged. Okay. <laughs> Silence, snarled Snape. Well, 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 I never thought I'd meet a third year class who wouldn't even recognize a werewolf when they saw one. I shall make a point of informing Professor Dumbledore how very behind you all are. Please, sir, said Hermione, whose hand was still in the air. The werewolf differs from the true wolf in several small ways. The snout of the werewolf, that is the second time you've spoken out of turn, Miss Granger, said Snape coolly. Five more points from Gryffindor for being an insufferable know-it-all. Um, and that is when he got benched for me. I actually wrote it really big in caps. Um, but, okay, the, the point that I was going to make... Yeah, so the thing, the, what I was saying about it being very similar to, like, Umbridge's first class is... And, I mean, I could go get my book if I want because I have them with me now. Yay. Um, but I won't. Um, but... It's very much of like Umbridge talking at them and like this is what this is how you've been taught. You you haven't had adequate teaching and I can't believe that you are all made it this far and y'all are still so ignorant. So we're going to do it this way. Um, I'm not taking questions um, like, you know, even what I mean? though like, I'm asking very, for them, even though I'm not even asking for them, like people are, you know, what I mean, like people, somebody will say something um to like defend themselves and defend like their previous teachers and he's like oh well, your hand's not raised they raise their hand she t- she turns away to something to keep <laughs> talking uh, or to t- call on someone else with their hand like you know what i mean so yeah. it's like very much like not honoring the students and their thoughts and then also like and then insulting previous teachers as well as their own intelligence as if that's their fault that they're behind or don't know something or whatever so it's a very similar like it's a very similar scene. Uh, yeah. Even with this, even with the people who actually speak up too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I also think though that, I mean, we can. I don't know how many ways and times and different, whatever that we can say like what a bad teacher and a bully he is. He but hasn't taught a single thing. But I still don't know the difference between a werewolf and a regular <laughs> wolf. Like. <laughs> through that but I also think they're like you do a disservice um and their ulterior like obviously like their ulterior motives are more important than the than the teaching both Snape and Umbridge like for Snape I guess right now it's the need to embarrass the students and Remus and then for Umbridge it's the need to embarrass the students and Dumbledore um, or just to shake the faith of the students in Dumbledore. But 
what you end up doing when you when you do that is also like discourage them from wanting to learn you know so you, you you it's a double disservice where it's like not only do they feel talked down to and like they're not gonna leave this class being like oh man we're so far behind we should know these things and like mm-hmm. let me spend some extra time trying to catch up on my own let me go to professor snape since he seems so knowledgeable and ask him about some you know other things that because i because i want to learn and be um because I want to be knowledgeable and be where I should be regardless of whether or not I'm passing the classes that I'm in. Right. Like there's a thing with some students, like when you have someone like Lockhart, for example, there's a specific type of kid and student that is just like, yeah, he's an idiot, but I'm getting A's. So I don't care. Right. Like his he homework is easy. Tests are easy. I don't care. And then there's the other people like Hermione or other types of students that are like, I'm not learning anything. Whether or not I get an A or not, I'm not learning. I'm not where I should be. And that's their motivation. Like they want to learn. And when you take on the tactic that Snape does and um, Umbridge does, you don't foster that, that level of wanting to learn either. Mm-hmm. So a pox on both their houses. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hermione went very red, put down her hand, and stared at the floor with her eyes full of tears. It was a mark of how much the class loathed Snape that they were all glaring at him because every one of them had called Hermione a know-it-all at least once. And Ron, who, to- who told Hermione she was a know-it-all at least twice a week, said loudly, You ask us a question and she knows the answer. Why ask if you don't want to be told? Thank you. The- Exactly. Um, the class knew instantly he'd gone too far. Snape advanced on Ron slowly, and the room held its breath. Detention, Weasley, Snape said. And if I ever hear you criticize the way I teach a class again, you will be very sorry indeed. Well, why don't you actually teach, though? He's not criticizing the way you teach if you're not actually teaching anything. But also, why don't you listen like, to the criticism? You, and what did you expect? Yeah. You didn't... You, you were adversarial on purpose Mm -hmm. so then when someone has the balls to step up to you and say like what's the point of this what are you getting out of this which is really what ron is saying like Mm -hmm. it's not like don't ask like why ask the question if you don't want the answer like um literally that's a valid question but figuratively what Ron is saying is what are you getting out of bullying this 13 year old girl and calling her an insufferable know-it-all when she knows the question like what you ask the question yeah like she she knows you want to talk about how dumb we are how behind we are well here's someone who's not dumb and not behind Mm -hmm. and instead of praising her you just want to be miserable what is the point of this what are you trying to prove you know, because it's also like it's a, I think, you know, it says like it's a mark of how much the class loathes Snape that they were all glaring at him um, because it's also like it's one thing for me to make fun of. It's like I can talk about Bayana. I can talk about her till I'm blue in the face. I can say all the things I want to say about her. 
let you say something about Bayana and we're gonna have problems. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, but wait, now that's not your place. Like that's that's our job. It is our job as her peers to be annoyed that she's a know-it-all. Mm-hmm. It is your job as the teacher to love and support her thirst for knowledge and the fact that she retains everything like a sponge. Right. Like you're fucking up the contract here. Like, you know what I mean? And like, and I just want to reiterate that this is a grown ass man who's taking pleasure. A grown ass man. Torturing children. He's like 30. He's like, he's. 33? Like, mm, I didn't. 30. Yeah, 33, 34. 12 years in Azkaban. That's the only reason. Did my waiting. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so 12 years, 20. He was 22 when he got arrested at 34. So he's 34, 33 to 35, give or take. Yeah. Depending on when his birthday is. And I don't Too damn old to be bullying some 13-year-olds is what And getting pleasure out of it. Like, who are you? Like, there's, like we said. And wiped, like, come on now. Like, Bayada said earlier, like, when she, like, pokes it on me, like, she, it's funny and she laughs, but it's, like, out of love. And also, like, it's not to the point where Ami cries, right? Like, if no, anyone I would never do that, what the heck? Right? Like, like if anyone started, like, we all make fun of each other, right? And we're closer peers than, you know, and, and have a closer relationship than Snape does with the majority of these students. Mm-hmm. And if it got to the point where someone cried, we would be like, whoa, whoa. Right. Everyone stop. It's no longer fun. We're not having fun anymore. When they're laughing and smiling, it's all good. And we're peers. So imagine, like, how big of a piece of shit do you have to be that making a 13-year-old cry gives you satisfaction? A pretty big piece of shit. No one made a sound throughout the rest of the lesson. They sat and made notes on werewolves from the textbook while Snape prowled up and down the rows of desks, examining the work they had been doing with with Professor Lupin. Very poorly explained. That is incorrect. The kappa is more commonly found in Mongolia. Professor Lupin gave this 8 out of 10. I wouldn't have given it a 3. When the bell rang at last, Snape held them back. You will each write an essay to be handed in to me on the ways to re- you recognize and kill werewolves. I want two rolls of parchment on the subject, and I want them by Monday morning. It is time somebody took this class in hand. So you're not the actual... Def- like, he forgot he wasn't the actual Defense Against Dark Arts teacher and that Lupin would be back for the next class. That's yeah. what happened. He was like, I'm assigning homework. I'm going to change this whole class. But, but you-, bar- you barely got to the point for teaching and then you didn't even teach anything you you they're reading out of the textbook them yeah you disparaged <laughs> them and insulted them and insulted professor lupin while making them read out of a textbook which they could have done the from their common rooms in their bed exactly with it's that grown man shit yeah um, but also though um so he says you will write an essay to be handed in to me because mm-hmm. he knows Lupin's gonna be like, nah. What? Why? Why do I have all these essays? I am great. What? We're not even. We're not even talking about werewolves right now. Why are we okay? And he's like, oh, I know what you're doing, Snape. Like that's yeah. the thing. Is he's doing all of this, but at the same time, he's trying to out Lupin. Yeah. Which is some. That's like the other level of this. Is like on top of being a horrible teacher and like bullying these kids, he's like literally outing Lupin. Yeah. Fuck him. Um. 
Harry and Hermione left the room with the rest of the class who waited until they were out of earshot, um, then burst into a furious tirade about Snape. Snape's never been like this with any of our other Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher, even if he did want the job. Why has he got it in for Lupin? Do you think this is all because of the boggart? I don't know, said Hermione pensively, but I really hope Professor Lupin gets better soon. Her brain is already working. Oh, like, yeah. She's not, she's not even, Be- like, she's not as, like, in, you know what I mean? Like, Harry is, like, raging. Everybody else is, like, like this is bullshit. And she's, like, hmm. Well, because <laughs> like, she's, you know I mean? she's very logical. What did she say in the, in the movie, which is a great line, and I wish it was in the books. I'm uh, highly logical, which I'm, lets me see past extraneous... Detail and it, perceive what others, like... Miss, miss or lack or something. Yeah. And that's what she's doing. But that is literally what she's doing right here. Because she's mm-hmm. like, this is not a normal... Like, yes, Harry, everything that you said. He's never been like this before. This isn't normal. What is behind this? What is the motivation of this? Because mm-hmm. that is that entire thing made no sense. And I need to make sense of it. You know what I mean? Like, her brain is like, I need yeah. to make some sense of it. Um, and there are people... I'm one of those people... Who were just illogical and just like do shit, and then you're like, why? And you're like, oh, like how many times have you're like, are you like, why? And I'm like, don't know. I really don't know. I couldn't tell you. I just had the impulse and I did it. But the scope in which Snape taught this class and like the very like the chapter that he chose, the way that he took every opportunity to like talk down to Lupin, it was very pointed. It wasn't like, mm-hmm. I just want to poke at him because I don't like his face or I don't like him or right. I want the job. It was like very pointed. Um, and so that she needs to get to the bottom of that. Mm-hmm. So um, Ron, Ron comes back. Ron talk- oh, yeah, go ahead. Um, do you know what that, he called Snape something that made Hermione say, Ron. I'm thinking he said, asshole, motherfucker. Oh, is making me do. I've got to scrub out the bedpans in the hospital wing without magic. That is gross and unsanitary and unnecessary and dangerous. As Bayana would like to point out, someone did have bathless venom all over them at one point. They did. Um, Including him. <laughs> why oh, couldn't... No, he didn't have the venom. He just had the mud. Yeah. Why couldn't Black have hidden in Snape's office, eh? Could have finished him off for us. This is pretty funny, because... And also, like, Realistic. <laughs> yeah. Um, the series would be like, hello, Snape, old friend. Old buddy, old pal. But you know what's also really funny is Harry, after this book, like, kind of uses Snape, or Snape, whoa. I'm so sorry, Sirius. I'm so sorry. That was uncalled for. He uses Sirius as a way to kind of scare the Dursleys a little bit into treating him better. And Sirius is, like, totally cool with that, I'm sure. But Totally. I'm, I, I wish that Sirius would have, like, did a little bit of that for Snape. Because Snape, does he, re- does he realize that, yeah, because he does. He gets to see um, Peter and stuff. But they still don't like each other. So I would, I would still like it if Sirius would, like, pop up in Snape's fire and be like, you keep fucking with my godson. <laughs> do it one, do it one more again. Teach that boy arithmetic or occlumency. Teach that boy occlumency. With Remus on the side, like, hey, hey, chill out, chill out, come bit. back, come, calm down, calm down. God damn it, serious! I told you to stop using the flu powder. You're on the run. 
<laughs> you're in hiding. That's what you hear in the background. And I'll hear, I love that headcanon. You hear Snape. You hear Sirius being like, Remus. Already ship Sirius and Remus, and that's amazing. And Remus, shut up. Give me a second. You mess with my godson one Mogan, and you gonna see. Listen. If I hear he get one more detention from you, I swear to God, Snape, you better sleep with one eye open. I swear to God. Serious, get out the fireplace. Serious, they're watching the fire of the flu network. Shut up. I'm coming, Remus. Chill out. If I get caught, I get caught. But this motherfucker right here gonna leave my godson alone. And then Remus comes back later like, my bad, Snape. But actually, though, like, he's right. Yeah. Like I'm gonna come, I'm gonna come at you and apologize for all that mess. That I, I apologize for also, all of that. If you, but if you come for Harry one more again, yes, <laughs> just in a calmer, calmer voice. I we, I'm really sorry. It won't happen again. I'll make sure that he. I, I'll I'll hide the flu powder better. But if you come for Harry one more again, I'll come for you. You might come up missing. And I'm a werewolf. I might, I might, I might, I might end up in your in your office, office during uh, full moon. moon accidentally. How did I get there? I don't, I don't know. know. Interesting. Interesting. Hmm. Hmm. This headcanon is really exciting. I actually like this. One. I just, anyway. yeah. I just, I need it. I need, I need serious to. I need someone. I need someone on Harry's side, or not even on. It's not even about Harry. It really isn't at this point. It's like the side of the so righteous. No, it's not going to be Dumbledore. I need McGonagall to come in and be like, I'm going to pray for you, Snape. Bless your heart. Hmm. But what I need McGonagall to do is be like, "Hmm." mm. I need her to be like, I'm going to pray for you, but I'm also, you know, going to do something. If she's she's like, like, I will take action. The devil gets up out of you, just looks away in a a staff meeting or something. Like, man, I'm going to pray for that. Just Let me pray for this bitch. Energy but energy up in you, huh? Mm, you just mm. just gotta be nasty, huh? It's just yeah. in you. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Might have to. I might have to whip up a spell or a potion to help get to clear some of that out of your system, out of your negative energy. Clear up your aura. You know, might have to do some research on how I can clean that up a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you, nah, yeah, I'm not even going to say it. We're past an hour. Harry <laughs> woke extremely early the next morning, so early that it was still dark. For a moment, he thought the roaring wind had woken him. Then he felt a cold breeze on the back of his neck and sat up bolt right. Peeves the poltergeist had been floating next to him, blowing hard in his ear. <laughs> Peeves has no fucking chill. What did you do that for? said Harry furiously. Peeves puffed out his cheeks, blew hard, and zoomed backwards out of the room, cackling. Harry fumbled for his alarm clock and looked at, at it. It was half past four. I would actually be pissed off. I'm not even mad. Can Peeves go through fight. walls? I think so. Okay. Maybe. Because I'm like... I don't know. I'm I, thought he, sure. I thought he couldn't do that because he's not a ghost. But yeah, he's maybe he a, can't. I don't know, but... But he could probably... He probably knows the passwords. It's Sir Cadigan. True. This is the only time we see him in there too, so it's probably Sir Cadigan. Like, oh, welcome, this Peeves. Way, my good sir. Yeah, like a dumbass. Um, cursing Peeves, he rolled over and tried to get back to sleep, but it was very difficult. Now that he was awake, to ignore the sounds of thunder rumbling overhead, the pounding of the wind against the castle walls, and the distant creaking of the trees in the Forbidden Forest. Um, so instead, he goes downstairs. He bent down just in time to grab Crookshanks by the end of his bushy tail and drag him outside. 
Um, you know I reckon Ron was right about you, he told Crookshanks. There are plenty of mouse around this place. Go and chase them. Go on. Leave Scabbers alone. Um, how about no? <laughs> so, <laughs> the noise of the storm was even louder in the common room. Harry knew better to think the match would be canceled. Quidditch matches weren't called off for trifles like thunderstorms. Trifles. I kind of love that, though, because that's one thing I really love about soccer. It's like, they'll be playing soccer in some of the worst weather. And I'm like, but y'all just... Yeah, no, I know that. Y'all just out here in a t-shirt. Yeah, (laughs) and so, like, I get that. And that's the thing, is I was thinking a lot of, like, about football and, like, soccer, where they just play in whatever weather. But I'm also like, but but you're flying. Yeah. And the only reason they don't do it for baseball is because of the... It's not even because of the people. It's because of the The dirt. The dirt, yeah. It, like, will mess up the field if you, like, are on it while it's wet. Um, which is kind of like it's kind of out of pocket it's like no we can't mess up the dirt like nah Um, but um, dirt over people but yeah but my thing is like soccer players aren't in the air yeah well yeah exactly like like, there's wind and you could literally be like you know you could kind of be like pushed a little bit on the ground Mm -hmm. of course but you could be like blown off of your broom you could be Blown out in the other, you, the the quaffle could end up going up into the forbidden fort. Who knows? It's also though too like it's dangerous enough when there's like lightning and you're on the ground. Mm-hmm. But you want to be in, be the, in air. the air, and What's you don't know where that's gonna come. That's smart. Yeah. Um. So the noise of the storm. Did we do this part? Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Wood pointed out Cedric Diggory to him the corridors. Diggory, a fifth year, was a lot bigger than Harry. Seekers were usually light and speedy, but Diggory's weight would be an advantage in this weather because he was less likely to be blown off course. Um, so while Harry whittled away the hours until the dawn in front of the fire, getting up every now and then to stop Crookshanks from sneaking into the boys' dormitory again, at long last, Harry thought it must be time for breakfast, so he headed down the portrait hole. Stand and fight, you mangy cur. Cur? I've never heard that, but I'm going to use it. Um, oh, shut up, Harry yawned. I have had this day. I've had, or this night. I probably had it last night. Oh, real quick. A cur refers to a mongrel dog. You know? You know. My dog speaks more eloquent than, than, wait, my dog speaks more eloquent than the, eloquently. Mm-hmm. My dog speaks more eloquently. But strangely, your mange is the same. I pray the king shows you his mercy. For Um, shame. He revived a bit. Sorry, I didn't mean to start that, but also, like, it had to happen. Um, He revived a bit over the large bowl of porridge, and by the time he'd started on toast, the rest of the team had turned up. It's going to be a tough one, said Wood, who wasn't eating anything. Stop worrying, Oliver, said Alicia. When did they start drinking coffee? Hmm? I'm just wondering. There's, I mean, boys don't really drink coffee as soon as girls do. I've, I've noticed. I've thought. I've clocked. I don't know if that's true or not. It's not a scientific study. But, like, I was drinking coffee when I was in high school. I would have if I liked coffee. I don't understand that life. I was hanging out with my brother, and he doesn't like coffee, and I still just go we'll try this one it's really good we'll try this one he's like ugh, ugh. he keeps trying it though no i've tried it a couple times and every time i'm like mm, nah. i never finish it it's kind of like i just sip it until it gets cold and then i like leave it alone it's kind of like beer though you have to like just i don't i actually i don't know because I've, I've the first time i drank coffee i was like this is my shit 
My mom was like, "Uh uh-oh. Right, exactly. Um, So... There they go. They go change into their scarlet robes and wait for Wood's usual pre-batch pep talk, but it didn't come. Um, so then they go outside. The wind was so strong that they staggered sideways as they walked out onto the field. If the crowd was cheering, they couldn't hear it over the fresh rolls of thunder. Rain was splattering over Harry's glasses. How on earth was he going to see the snitch in this? Dude, I <laughs> wait real quick. So one thing, yeah. um, Wood couldn't, it never came because he kept staggering and trying to speak and making odd gulping noises because Wood has no chill. But I used to, like, when I first got glasses, my dad was, my dad's a big Lakers fan. We, um, and he really wanted me to get, like, Horace Grant goggles for basketball. And I'm not, like, the girliest of girls. I don't really care about, like, appearance and fashion and shit. But that was a step too far. Like, I was just like, that. You know why that's funny my brother um my dad made him wear sports goggles there's yeah. pictures of him when he was maybe like six with these like big ones <laughs> and because he had a lot of hair it would like press into his face and when he took them off it would leave like a big ass imprint on like half of his face he hated them he lost them and or broke them every time and then would just wear his regular glasses in baseball games and get them broken and they would break um yeah as they do but yeah like that is they're not cute like you can't find cute no. Sports goggles. Mm-mm. Not at all. doesn't exist. They don't exist. But it's a, like, I and mean, that's why I ended up getting contacts, but you they, they get knocked out and it's gross. It's mm-hmm. so gross when you have to put a contact in your eye that's been on a basketball floor, but you don't have time mm-hmm. to like clean it. And especially when you have to put it in your mouth and just use your saliva, then pop mm-hmm. it back in because you don't have any time. It's real gross. I know. I know. You should see her face. It's it's priceless. Um, yeah. But that's so real. Like, you can't see. You can't. Yeah. Like, they get, your, they get fogged up, especially in the rain. Like, not only are they, like, wet, so they're, like, streaky, but then they get fogged up, too. So it's, like, a two-way streak of, like, not being able to do anything. Hermione gonna fix that, though, but... Yeah, not right now. One. <laughs> um, the Hufflepuffs were approaching from the opposite side of the field, wearing canary yellow robes. The captains walked up to each other and shook hands. Diggory snot at Wood, but Wood now looked as though he had locked jaw and merely not nodded. Adorable. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, Madame Hooch for- mouth. Harry just only saw Madame Hooch's mouth form the words "Mount your brooms." He couldn't hear it. He pulled his white foot out of the mud with a squelch and swung it over the Nimbus 2000. Madam Hooch put her whistle to her lips and gave it a blast but sounded shrill and that sounded shrill and distant. They were off. Harry rose fast but his Nimbus was swerving slightly with the wind. Within five minutes Harry was soaked to his skin and frozen hardly able to see his teammates let alone the tiny snitch. He flew backwards and forward across the field past blurred red and yellow shapes with no idea of what was happening with the rest of the game. He couldn't hear the commentary. The crowd was hidden beneath the sea of cloaks and battered umbrellas. That's the other thing. It's like, there's no way that I would watch a game like that in that kind of weather. So it's not even entertaining. In the best armchair next to the... Fire. Next to the fire. With some some hot chocolate. Mm -hmm. But, like, you can't look up, right? Because you are just looking straight into, like... 
rain pouring into your face. Well, it's pretty, aren't they pretty high though? So they can like look straight, but it's still like you, if Harry can barely see anything. Yeah. They can barely see anything. And if they can't, if Harry can't hear wood, they probably have a hard time also hearing wood. Like, I mean, not wood, sorry. Jordan. Lee, yeah. Lee Jordan. So then it's like, what's the point? You just see a bunch of streaks and it's, nah, I'm not doing it. Yeah. I'd be like, Harry, you're my homie and all, but this is not just a little rain. This is not a trifle to me. Yeah. I'm gonna go. Just let me know if you win. Yeah. Um, but like, it's usually like, okay, you don't want to cancel, like in football, for example, like they don't cancel like professional football, right? They don't cancel the games. People usually still come out, but even when the weather is really bad and they leave, the NFL has all of this like money coming in for people watching at home, right? They have like advertising dollars and whatever, but when it's to the point where it's like, I forget, you know, whatever. But, like, if they weren't going to get any money, if they weren't making money from it and no one's watching the game, they're going to cancel it. Because the whole point of playing the sport is for the entertainment of playing the sport. It's like, you don't do a play to an empty audience. You just are like, well, no one's here. Why are we doing this? Mm -hmm. At least there's one person in the audience. You know what I mean? Like, at least someone... So it's like, it's just, it does, it, it makes even less sense because it's not, like you said, it's not professional. They could have just rescheduled. There's only six games in the whole season for 10 months. Doesn't make any sense. Um, with the first fast lightning came the sound of Madame Hooch's whistle. Harry could see the outline of wood through the thick rain gesturing him to the ground. The whole team splashed down into the mud. I called for timeout, Wood roared. Come under here. They huddled at the edge of the field under a large umbrella. Harry took off his glasses and wiped them hurriedly on his robes. What's the score? We're 50 points up, but unless we get the snitch soon, we'll be playing into the night. I've got no chance with these on, Harry said. That very moment, Hermione appeared at his shoulder. She was holding her cloak over her head and was inexplicably beaming. I have an idea, Harry. Give me your glasses. Quick. Um, Hermione tapped them with her wand and said, impervious. There. There were pale water. Wood looked as though he could have kissed her. Brilliant, he called. Okay, team, let's go for it. Um, Hermione's spell had done the trick. Harry was still numb with cold, still wetter than he'd ever been in his life, but he could see. Full of fresh determination, he urged his broom through the turbulent air, staring in every direction for the snitch, avoiding a bludger, ducking beneath Diggory, who was streaking in the opposite direction. Can Um, we... um, Shout out to Hermione. Can we do one thing, though? Mm -hmm. Shout out to Hermione, but isn't that, like... The wizard equivalent of steroids, like performance-enhancing spells, is there not, like, a thing? I mean, it's not really performance-enhancing because Cedric doesn't have glasses, right? Like, he needs... What I was going to say, that sounds like when... That sounds like... It's affirmative action is what it is. (laughs) It's like evening... evening, Evening the playing field. That's what is in this moment. Yeah. But I wonder, like... There are rules and things, but are there rules... Like, what are the... Spell like the band spells and Quidditch, and like they're do a timeout, and so here comes Hermione like coming into their huddle. Again, these are just questions that I have about Quidditch in general. Mm-hmm. But like, Madame Hooch isn't like, "Hey, you're not on the team. What are you doing in the huddle?" Like, right? You know what I mean? Or like, they don't have coaches or whatever. This, again, um, Malfoy's arms broken. Why can't you get a a Subs, uh, alternate. Or alternate. They have to do the same thing, but whatever. Um, so it's just weird. Like, 
all, none of these things make sense. Plot and yeah. whatever. But I feel like there's going to be an asterisk next to Harry's name in the um, stats of this Quidditch match because performance enhancing spell. No, affirmative action. It's still... It's not performance enhancing. It's just evening the odds is what it is. Well, he needs to get some... My eyes don't get fogged up in the rain. Well, he needs to get some wizarding LASIK. And you then... Sound like, you sound like a white person, but that's okay. She's clutching her pearls low-key, but I'm just saying... Not and not like just any white person. Like, don't make it worse. <laughs> you're gonna make it worse. You think you're making it better? You think you're clarifying? You, like, you think you you're clarifying? Like, you're, like, you're, like, you're, like, you're, like, you're, you're not. 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 You're making it worse. Oh, I took my school notes off my good computer. Good because you know what? I don't want to hear it. Let's move on. No, you've already called me a white person, which is fine. I will take that privilege. I will get my. I will get paid thirty percent more. I'll take that, but honestly, you sound like I don't know. You sound uh, that's why I'm looking for a very specific person. Why can you say I sound like Stephen A. Smith, who is a black person, and he's the worst about sports? You sound like Ward Connerly. Is who you sound like? Okay. Who was a black person who fought and got um, passed in a lot of states like anti affirmative action. Um, like legislation that's what you sound like because you have glasses and you wear glasses and you know what Harry's going through yeah but you still want him to fail no I don't want him to fail of Quidditch I don't want him to fail that's who you are that's who you are you better sit in that truth I'm just marinate in that I don't want him to fail I'm just saying like if you can just use a spell to like stop something that's happening what's to stop you from a a warming spell so that your bones don't get frozen. Also, why don't they do that? A have a little, have a little blue. And that is not valid. That's a fallacy. I just asked the question. Yeah. Are there performance enhancing spells? Are they banned? That's not only the thing. That's not the only thing you said. But. Are they banned? That's should they be banned? Than the one that you said. There should be an asterisk next to his name because he used a it's performance It's okay. That's spell. the new. Robin is the word Connolly of Quidditch. This is it's rude. Fine. It's fine. It's um, rude. So Harry, they're back in the air. Um, he turned, intending to head back for the middle of the field, but at that moment, another flash of lightning illuminated the stands, and Harry saw something that distracted him completely. The silhouette of an enormous, shaggy black dog clearly imprinted against the sky, motionless in the topmost empty rows of seats. Not a cloud shaped like a dog for some weird reason. It wasn't a damn cloud shaped like a dog. It was an actual dog sitting in the bleachers. Stupid movie. <laughs> she was looking you off. You don't remember that? No, I do. When Harry's I, like. No, I, but. Okay. You were looking to the side like you were talking to someone. And I was just. I was looking at my microphone. Oh. I was like. I'm in California. I don't know. Who are you? Who I was looking at my mic, which means I was looking at like the, the, view, the listeners. The side eye. The side eye of that. All I'm saying is, it wasn't a cloud. Not a cloud. It wasn't. And that, but that matters though, because it's it really, does matter. really serious. Wanting to like watch Harry play, and so that's like way more interesting than like, oh my god, it's the Grim in the clouds. No, yeah, because that's actually a Grim. 
The thing, though, is why did nobody, why was nobody like, what the fuck is this dog doing here? Right? In the, like, in the empty row of seats, and nobody noticed just a dog sitting there motionless. <laughs> they don't give a fuck at Hogwarts, man. They really don't. They do not care. Like, Literally the equivalent. That's fine. The, That's totally valid. The equivalent of um, the cat reading a map on the wall. Mm-hmm. And staying there all day. Mm-hmm. But like, even Whoa. even then, Vernon noticed the cat. Was like, that's odd. Yeah. Then was like, and he didn't he didn't have any frame of reference. No. But he was just like, hmm. That's curious. <laughs> Let's go. Yep. Whew. But you know, not at Hogwarts. Everyone's everyone's invited to the Quidditch matches. Even the um, dog. Harry's numb hands slipped on the broom handle, and his nimbus dropped a few feet, shaking his sodden bangs out of the, his eyes and squinting back into the sands. The dog had vanished. Um, I have something for that, but I'm going to wait until we get down later. Um, Harry came Wood's anguished yell from behind the Gryffindor goalposts. Harry, behind you. Harry looked wildly around. Cedric Diggory was pelting up the field, and a tiny speck of gold was shimmering in the rain-filled air between them. With a jolt of panic, Harry threw himself flat onto the broom handle and zoomed toward the snitch. Come on, he growled at his nimbus. Faster. But something odd was happening. An eerie silence was falling across the stadium. The wind, though as strong as ever, was forgetting to roar. It was as though someone had had turned off the sound, as though Harry had gone suddenly deaf. What was going on? And then a horribly familiar wave of cold swept over him, inside him, just as he became aware of something moving on the field below. Um, really quickly. So that, so like, it says like, oh, Harry goes to look back at the dog and it vanished. I'm pretty sure Sirius like sensed the mentors and was like, well, time to go. Party's over. Yep. Because how, because you can't really tell that Harry saw him. Like mm-hmm. he wouldn't have been able to see it with all the mess. He doesn't have an impervious charm on his eyes. Yeah. But, um, yeah, sorry. I yeah. was gonna, but we're not there yet. So I was, I kind of read okay. ahead. <laughs> oh no, go! You can, you want to read the next part? Or? No, go ahead. I just, I have a, okay. I have a thing to say in the next part. But go ahead. For sure. Um, before he had time to think, Harry had taken his eyes off the snitch and looked down. At least a hundred Dementors, their hidden faces pointing up, at, pointing up at him, were standing beneath him. It was as though freezing water were rising in his chest, cutting at his insides. And then he heard it again. Someone was screaming, screaming inside his head, a woman. Not Harry, not Harry, please not Harry. Stand aside, you silly girl, stand aside now. Not Harry, please, no, take me, kill me instead. Numbing, swirling white mist was filling Harry's brain. What was he doing? Why was he flying? He needed to help her. She was going to die. She was going to be murdered. He was falling, falling through the icy mist. Not Harry, please, have mercy, have mercy. A shrill voice was laughing. The woman was screaming, and Harry knew no more. He doesn't recognize his mother's voice. Does he not recognize it? Because he's too. I think he was later too young. He, um, I think no, he puts think it later. He assumes. Oh, he yeah, assumes, he but he's yeah. right when he's like, the woman, "What was he like, doing? Why was he flying?" Like, mm-hmm. yeah, and it it breaks my heart. Yeah, the other thing is, and I'm not surprised that Harry didn't make this connection only because, like, in the middle, that's like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's like a, 
like he's reliving trauma and like there's some question as to whether it's his or Voldemort's trauma and we had that discussion on um like I think it was on the on Twitter, right? Mm-hmm. Um as to where whether like the Dementors are feeding off of Harry's memories or Voldemort's for this. Um but also the I, the fact that he's te- like the what's actually being said. Yeah. Um is Voldemort is telling Lily to step aside and she's like don't kill Harry. Yeah. Whereas like all the other stories Harry's whole heard about Voldemort is that Voldemort came to kill his parents. parents or like kill him and his parents like all of them um but this is something this is the opposite of that this is he was targeted stand aside I'm coming for specifically Harry mm-hmm. um and like even I think in another chapter we get like even more of what happened and again it's like it's for specifically Harry not for the Potters yeah um, the other as a whole the other thing and that's not something that I don't think he made the connection sorry I just realized oh. I didn't finish actually what I'm saying but um he doesn't make the full connection, like, oh, wait, there's something more to this, because he's, obvi- like, Voldemort obviously came after me, and mm-hmm. not, like, my whole family, but, um, I understand why he didn't make that connection, because of, like, all this other, you know what I mean, like, there's the mentors, and that's what's pulling it out of him, and he's having all these other feelings, like, in the present, to, like, go back, it does it, it makes sense that he didn't go back and, like, analyze what, what he heard, yeah, I was, and what I was gonna say was, um, not Harry, not Harry, um, Stand aside, like, before the stand aside part, like, that could very much be someone in the present, like, Hermione or something, saying to the Dementors, don't go after Harry, don't go after Harry. Even though he knows it's in his head, like, there's all of this stuff going on, so, like you said, like, where this is coming from, what is he hearing, what's real, what's not real, like, um... Can, can get murky. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I think that that is, like, an, another reason why he's not able to really examine what he's hearing or what he's experiencing. Um, because it's, like, what's in my head? What's actually happening? Where where am I? Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's so much, and it's so... And all of it is terrible and sad. Yeah. There's so much, and, and all of the much is bad. Can I take a sad nap now? Okay. We're almost done. We have oh, more I gotta go down. It's too nap. sad. It's too sad. Okay. Lucky the ground was so soft. I thought he was dead for sure, but he didn't even break his glasses. Harry could hear the voices whispering, but they made no sense whatsoever. He didn't have a clue where he was or how he got there or what he'd been doing before he got there. All he knew was that every inch of him was aching as though it had been beaten. That was the scariest thing I've ever seen in my life. Scariest. The scariest thing. Hooded black figures cold screaming harry's eyes snapped open he was lying in the hospital wing the gryffindor quidditch team spattered with mud from head to foot was gathered around his bed ron and hermione were also there looking as though they just climbed out of a swimming pool harry said fred who looked extremely white underneath the mud how are you feeling it looked it was as though harry's memory was on fast forward the lightning the grim the snitch and the dementors what happened he said you fell off said fred must have been what 50 feet we thought you'd die, said Alicia, who was shaking. Hermione made a small, squeaky noise. Her eyes were extremely bloodshot. But the match, said Harry. What happened? Are we doing a replay? Um, so, Harry, we need to talk about this thing called perspective. And priorities. And priorities. We need to have that conversation. Because you just fell 50 feet off of a broomstick. And just had, like, a whole, like, traumatic experience with 100 Dementors. 
Like, I think you should... Don't think the match is the know. most important part of that. Not right now. But no one said anything. The horrible truth sank into Harry like a stone. We didn't lose. So even then, he still hasn't... He just took a little bit further. Priorities, Harry Potter. Um... Diggory got the snitch, said George, just after you fell. He didn't realize what had happened. When he looked back and saw you on the ground, he tried to call it off, wanted a rematch. But they won fair and square, even Wood admits it. See, Cedric, he's a, he's a good dude. He's, he's decent. Like, well, no, that wasn't fair. He's a decent person. That's nice. Um, I mean, we know this, but still. He's a vampire, but other than yeah. that. You know. He stalks his girlfriend, vampire, but other than that. Vampire stalker. Yeah. Other than that, he's totally fine. Um, this is when you're supposed to say, this this is when you're supposed to say, Robin, that's a different universe. (laughs) That's when you're supposed to say that. I was about to say, why? Why? Because it's a different universe. So, this is the Wizard Team universe, and in the Wizard, like, the Harry Potter universe and the Wizard Team universe are separate. In the Wizard Team universe, (laughs) Cedric Diggory is a vampire who stalks his girlfriend, and Argus Filch killed Robin Catelyn Stark and deserves to die. In the Wizard Team universe, those are all valid. You can you said the Twilight one, and I'm like, that's totally fine. It's true. It's, it's not true. It is in the. Wizard I was Team trying universe. to make you feel better. It's a separate universe. I was trying to give you. I was trying and from the Twilight universe and from the Game of Thrones universe, but it brings them all together. I was trying to make if you see. We get to see. say tiny whiny in this again. Bring it in the Doctor Who universe. All these things converge. There's probably a term for this. There's a crack in time and space. And in that, we reside in that crack in time and space. And so all of these universes bleed into our own. And all this stuff makes sense because we're in the Wizard Team universe. I bet every uh, everyone else agrees. But you're making judgment calls and like, and, and dispersions on Filch's character for something he did in another universe. I was trying to give you the opportunity in to see how terrible... It feels he did do that. Let's move on because this was supposed to be an hour. You brought it up. It wasn't supposed to be an hour. It wasn't your head. I knew that was. Listen, um, I was trying to. I was trying to. Yeah, we should actually like. Let's let's just say these books are going to get longer. These chapters get denser. We'll be lucky if we can not have three hour chapters by the time we get to the end of Goblet of Fire. Um, Ooh, when we find out about Barty Crouch Jr., damn, y'all, about to go down. Get some food. Get comfy. <laughs> have some rations. <laughs> we might have to take an intermission. Take a take a lunch break. <laughs> <laughs> um, where is Wood? Said Harry. Still in the shower. Said Fred. We think he's trying to drown himself. Um, Harry put his face to his knees, his hands gripping his hair. Fred grabbed his shoulder and shook it roughly. Come on, Harry, you've never missed a stitch before. There had to be one time you didn't get it, said George. It's not over yet, said Fred. We lost by 100 points, right? So if Hufflepuff loses to Ravenclaw and we beat Ravenclaw and Slytherin, Hufflepuff will have to lose by at least 200 points, said George. But if they beat Ravenclaw, no way, Ravenclaw's too good. But if Slytherin loses against Hufflepuff, it all depends on the points. A margin of 100 either way. That's really complicated, but like... They, they sound confident. Y'all, that is the that is them. the life. Our, they figured that out. This they figured all that out while waiting for Harry to wake up. But you don't understand though. This is this is the feels of hum. It's not even. So that's that Quidditch life. It's not even that's that like Quidditch sports. life. 
this is the feel of every Arsenal fan every season. Because we are always sitting in that fourth place and you're like, how is the math going to work? All right, look, this is what we need. We need this many home games and this many away games. But no, because then we just tie. But okay, so then what's the margin of the goal margin? Okay, but no. But then, yeah, but see, we won that game away. So that gives us more points if we're in the tiebreaker. And then, but then what's the goal? No, but see, because that was an on goal, then that means, okay, but carry the one. Okay, so this is what has to happen now. That is, that is my life. Sorry. And the life of basically every soccer Premier League major, I guess major club fan. Yeah. Also, who's watching the Euro Cup, guys? Timey wimey, but like, look at Iceland, right? Yeah, that was that was cool. All right. <laughs> um. Harry lay there, not saying a word. They had lost for the first time ever. He had lost a Quidditch match. After 10 minutes or so, Madame Pomfrey came over to tell the team to leave him in peace. We'll come later. We'll come and see you later, Fred told him. Don't beat yourself up, Harry. You're still the best seeker we've ever had. Fred and George are so amazing. They're the best. I love them. And they have something um, called perspective, but they also, like, know what's important to Harry in that moment and know, right. like... And they to, just and to they stroke that ego. Like, like he's the first, Fred is the first person who says something when Harry wakes up. Yeah. And, and it's not about Quidditch. You talk this whole time. Yeah. You said what? And it's not, and the thing that Fred says isn't about Quidditch. Exactly. He's just it's like, how are you? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then when Harry asks, they're like, okay. This is we'll what he cares about, about, and this is what we need to reassure yeah. him that this, this wasn't his fault. It's fine. Yeah. They're awesome. Um, the Weasleys are just the best. All the team them. trooped out, trailing mud behind them. Madame Pomfrey shut the door behind them, looking disapproving. Yeah, because they just tracked mud all up and down her clean hospital wing. Disrespectful. Ron and Hermione moved near to, he- to Harry's bed. Dumbledore was really angry, Hermione said in a quaking voice. I've never seen him like that. He ran onto the field as you fell, waved his wand, and you sort of slowed down before you hit the ground. Then he whirled his wand at the Dementors, shot silver stuff at them. They left the stadium right away. He was furious they'd come onto the grounds. We heard him. Um, Patronus. But Um, also, though, um, do you think the Dementors just wanted to watch Quidditch? And they got really into the game and forgot. The Dementors. They were like, oh, what's going on there? And then, you know, when you're you're watching something, you kind of drift closer and you drift closer and you drift closer. And all of a sudden, there's 100 Dementors just trying to watch some Quidditch. Maybe they maybe they really care about the match. Maybe they have like radios at Azkaban and they listen to the matches like the World Cup, like the professional league, and they're like, "Well, we actually get to see a game. We'll see if these kids are any good." Yeah. The curse of the Dementors, man. They can't help that they make everyone sad. The one happy Dementor is that what we're calling the. I don't know yet. Okay. I was gonna say the good Dementor, but that might not be. Um, I'm thinking about it. Um. Then he magicked you onto a stretcher, said Ron, and walked up to the school to school with you floating on it. Everyone thought you were. His voice faded, but Harry hardly noticed. He was thinking about the, what the Dementors had done to him, about the screaming voice. He looked up and saw Ron and Hermione looking at him so anxiously that he quickly cast around for something matter-of-fact to say. Did someone get my Nimbus? Ron and Hermione looked quickly at each other. Uh, what, said uh, Harry. Well, when you fell off your when you fell off, it got blown away," said Hermione. "And, and it hit, it hit. Oh, Harry! It hit the Whomping Willow." Harry's inside lurched, 
Um, and he said, well, and you know Whomping Willow. Huh? Right, and. And what? And you know what happened. Well, you know the Whomping Willow, said Ron. It, it doesn't like being hit. Professor Flitwick bought it back just before you came around, said Hermione in a very small voice. Slowly, she reached down for a bag at her feet, turned it upside down, and tipped a dozen bits of splintered mm. wood and twig onto the bed. The only remains of Harry's faithful final. But that's all right, though. Because his godfather gonna come in clutch. Got his back. Sirius got your back. Mm-hmm. How does Sirius have access to his money? Huh? No, I don't. Oh, yeah, but... that's a question I have, but I feel like we should wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a question. Um, you you don't remember that commercial where like Shaq would like come through and he like do something and he'd be like Shaq's got your back. Mm-hmm. I don't no. even remember what it was for. I just remember that jingle and it was hilarious. That's all. Anyway, um, that's the end of the chapter. Who is your MVP? No, who's benched? Who's been? This is okay. Fine. Who's benched? Sorry, doesn't it make more sense to you to end on a high note? I mean, I feel like we end on a high note anyway. Okay, then my MVP is Hermione. Um, I chose Hermione because she just, she stood up to Snape, which was clutch. Or no, I don't know if she stood up to Snape. Ron actually stood up to Snape, but she answered the question because goddamn it, he asked a question. Don't ask a question if you don't want the answer. Plus, they weren't even at werewolves yet, and she still knew that shit because she on top of her stuff. She doesn't, she, she's a go-getter. And then she fixed Harry's glasses, even though that might have been illegal. We're not sure. It doesn't say in the rule book, so she went for it. Well, and you don't even have the rule book. Exactly. Saying, so how do you know if it's Edward or not? So now you're not defending. Now you're defending why me. No, I'm not. I'm saying, why don't you get your facts straight before you blame her or accuse her of breaking the rules? I said, we don't know if it's in the rule book. It's not in the rule book. She probably knows. She probably did read the Quidditch rule book, and she didn't even like Quidditch like that. She's she the bought best. Harry the, That's uh, another thing. The Boom. Thing, the, the Boom. Pit, she knows the rule. Hair. She knows the Quidditch rule book, and she knew that what she did was legal. And she didn't even like Quidditch like that. She just she just took an interest in her friend's interest, which is like another reason why she's awesome. I made her my the real MVP too for all of those reasons. And because she's awesome and she's me and everything she did here, I was like, yep, you're right. Except go help Harry because as we already established, I would have still been in the Gryffindor common room or Hufflepuff common room. I would not be at the match to even help him like in the first place. Here's another thing though. Every time you make Hermione your MVP and you're like, she's awesome and she's me. Is that not like narcissistic and like. No. And that's okay. not, and like I said, that's not really why. It's And it's more just because, like, I identify with her, not because she literally is me. I'm not voting myself as MVP. Um, but, no, it's for all the, and also it's mostly, I just said that because it's all the reasons you just said. No, 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 I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm just wondering, because when Luna shows up, I'm just wondering if that's going to be a thing that we have to talk about. Because you're going to be like, Luna can't always win, and I'm like, why not? No, I think she can. It's our individual votes. No, I know, but I'm just saying, like, you know, there might be a chance. I mean, there might she can't be. Where's she's a... like not in the chapter. You can't nominate Luna for the real MVP on chapter one of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Oh. That's not, that makes no sense. There's absolutely no reason to because she hasn't even been introduced. So she's not even mentioned. But she's there. No. Lurking. There, the Lovegoods actually might be mentioned in Goblet of Fire, though. 
<gasps> I think they are. I think they are. But we just don't yeah, really know. Yeah, they are. They are when they go to meet the diggries to get the porky. Mm-hmm. In the chapter porky. Look at me with my memory. Um, when they You're go to the they go to the Quidditch, the World Cup, and they're and I think Amos Diggory mentions that like the Love Goods went earlier. Yeah. Aw. Aw. You can take okay. the then if you want. Yes. For being prompt and on time, something that I am not. Who did you bench? Snape. With his bitch ass. With his lion ass. <laughs> I'm not saying the next part. Um, I was going to bench Snape for all of those reasons. His mm-hmm. All the reasons we, didn't, we said like way earlier in the episode. Yeah. All, his, his general bitch assness. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I was thinking about it. All Slytherins got to sit down. All of them. Snape being the ringleader of the Slytherins, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he is the head of that house. And then I'm also thinking I might have to bench Madame Hooch, but in this spectrum of benching, she's at the end because she allowed that nonsense to happen. But all of the Slytherins, the whole house, go sit in the dungeons (laughs) and be cold. No the fire for you. The dungeons that are already your common room. No, not the common room. I want you to sit the in the dungeons. dungeons. The dungeons where, like, Filch still got those those um, chains that he shines okay. and keeps up. Go sit in those. Okay. That's a lot, but okay. They deserve it. They're benched. Um, thank you for listening. Next week, we'll be discussing <laughs> Chapter 10 of Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, The Marauder's Map. Um, oh my go god! Down. It's going down. I suddenly swear. Papa and Prongs. And Fred and George. Um, make sure to <laughs> read and follow along and let us know who you think is the real MVP and who is benched for the chapter. If you want to join the conversation on Twitter, add us at We Black and Nerds, hashtag Wizard Team. If you want to do like longer conversations, uh, join the Wizard Team Facebook group. And if you're already on it, start a thread. You know how it works. Y'all are awesome. You're already on it. Um, Also, remember that once we finish the book, we will be adding up all of these MVPs and who's bench, and we will name a MVP for the book and someone bench for the book. And then also, don't worry, an honorable benching to Marge. I'm telling them now. Oh, yeah, totally. She gets the golden bench. Everyone agrees. I think everyone agrees. Marge is. She's not only been. She got cut from the team. She got cut from the team. Wasn't it Cindy who wanted to vote for her in like two separate places? Was that was that who was? Cindy wanted to vote for her as much as possible so she would she would lose for literally just one chapter. But it's so valid because Marge is the worst and definitely lost. So Cindy, we're gonna Cindy underscore Mo. Yeah, we're gonna um, multiply everyone's Marge vote by ten. Well, what we're going to do is she can't win the book. Or she can't lose the book. She could oh, lose no, the book. She's lost but she's, she's she's lost life. She's lost um, life. And she's cut from the team. And she's receiving the golden bench. The golden um, bench. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Her, awesome. we'll probably give out a couple of golden benches by the end of it. We'll see. As of right now, I've realized you know, I've benched we... Scabbers more than I've benched Snape. So Peter Pettigrew might lose this. At least for me. Yeah. But you know what I was thinking? What? Is that when all is said and done. (laughs) Um, sorry. (laughs) Now I'm in Hamilton. Um, Mm -hmm. 
when when it when we're when we're all through with this, Voldemort probably won't lose the series. He's no. not. He's not in it enough to be honest. He's not in it enough. No. And. I don't even know. I can think of a couple of chapters where he's in it and he still doesn't get benched over some people. No. He got benched a couple times in the last book. Well, Tom Riddle did. Same thing. I mean, I think. Well, yeah, but I kind of think of them as separate, but yeah. Yeah, no, it does. When we count count them. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me. I didn't actually keep those tallies. I'm going to have to go back and recount um, so that we can have it for who won the whole season. I think we just say. Oh, we have to do all of the votes? We don't just get you to go like, oh, you lost three times and you lost one time? What do you mean? Like, out of the people that have lost the books, those would be, oh, and then everyone see, votes See, because I don't think that who... the same people, <laughs> I know we're really having this conversation, we already ended the episode, oh well. <laughs> I don't think the same people will win every time, or lose every time. Like, I, I only no, expect no, I'm saying... somebody to win, like, twice. Well, yeah, no, I'm saying I was what I was thinking was we would say, okay, these are all of the people that have won the book and all the people that have lost the book. Now, everyone vote for who loses and wins the series. Oh, maybe out of those people. I was thinking we just tally the whole last thing, chapter by chapter. All right, you can go ahead and you can do that. That's a lot of that's a lot of math. It is, but if I start it now, it'll be a little. It'll be less as I. I that's why I realized I should have kept the tallies. I don't have them, but I can redo them. How my brain I think you say you can just listen to the chat the um, movie recaps because I think you say it by number. I don't think I I don't read them all out. Oh, just like the top three or whatever. I read the top okay. three and some like cool things. It doesn't matter. Um, anyway, we got a lot of benched <laughs> and, and MVP math to do, but get your votes in. Yes. ASAP. ASAP. Actually, post haste. Post haste. Um, thanks for listening. See you next week.